31 years in this city. I can tell y'all about these devils and demons. They stressing me breathing. I don't speak no prayers. Niggas wanna write me off. But my book already wrote. On God. On the game. Illuminati Coalition. YPS is good. Hello, welcome to the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast, and today, as you can tell by the title, this is part one of my podcast with Blue August. I split it into two parts, and then I'm going to put everything together and release it as a solid piece. Um, the, by the time you hear this, the YouTube footage should be up too. Um, you can find it on my YouTube page. I'll try to drop a link. Um, anyway, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Big shout out to Blue August. Make sure to go support him. His album, Blue Minati, is on the way. He's working hard. Um, he's going to be on my album, too, coming out November 13th. It's, it's been really awesome um, just talking to Blue. We touched on a lot of really deep topics. And um, he, he's just really down-to-earth dude, cool as fuck. And like I said, like he, if, you, if you were listening, if you've listened to me for a long time since Jump Street, pretty much you would know that he was like podcast number 30 so i got nothing but respect this is the homie uh blue august and yeah let's get into it man no just fucking enjoying life bro i'm sorry i'm sorry for being a little late hopping on this but fuck it listen i'm just, I'm just psyched up bro like this is it's been a minute it's been a fucking hot minute it's been a motherfucking minute man for real for real bro fuck. but i'm glad to be back man on the podcast with you man Hey. Feeling like home and shit, huh? Hey, fuck yeah, dude, dude. Hey, that's how it is. And what's great is like this whole entire medium. Um, I it's funny you see people like Jimmy Kimmel. They're on this medium now, and it, it kind of makes my ass laugh because it, their whole entire budget has been scaled back and shit. So it's kind of funny. So, but for me, I, I like this man. It feels comfortable, and I think for podcasting i think during this whole entire covid time i think people love this kind of content because it's just real and the conversations aren't fake like we are I, i'm never gonna like do anything like scripted it's like right i was just gonna say no script to it man nah straight no off script. the dome straight off the real <laughs> fuck a script dude but dude let's just hop into it bro how have you been man it's been some time and like and for people like who have been early on listening to this podcast you know blue he was like he was you were on like the 30th podcast i think you know, you were here in the early jump, bro, like way early. Early stages, man. Early. OG, man. Early stages with it. Yeah, man. You done came so far such a long way with the shit, bro. Like, shit. Every time I see you posting up, talking about different topics and different, you know, talking with different artists and whatnot, I'm like, God damn, man. And like, you know what I'm saying? Shit just you really made it happen, really made it pop off, bro. Dude, it, it means a lot to me too, just because I, I see your ethic too, because you post you post consistently and you have interesting content. And what I like about you is like you drop these philosophies and your energy, bro. It's kind of like you always have this like positive aura about you. And it's not fake. It's not like on some bullshit. It's like you're just like one of those dudes. You just carry yourself optimistically. So I go to your Instagram because I like that energy. And even if like you have some down shit, you're going through some shit, you always are able to take a message from it. And that's real. Always, bro. Always. That's just how I try to I try to run my life like that, man, because shit, when you go through a lot of shit anyway, man, like um it just it gets to a point where not like you numb to the shit, because it always affects me. I mean, hell, if I if it ain't affect me, I never talk about it or whatever. But 
I try to keep a positive energy and positive aura about things going forward because I like to think that, man, I'm just around the bend, hit another corner, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to where I need to be at, man. Like, but uh, I've been, I've been, um, I've been all right, man. I've been all right. I've been, uh, you know, trying to um, get some things together. You know, I've been learning a lot. Uh, finally got a good studio connect. Um, trying to, you know, just keep things in motion, keep it going. You know, that's pretty much how my life has been going or whatever this whole year. 2020 done showed me so much as far as, like, uh, who is for me, who's not for me. So the people that's for me, man, I just try to keep them close to me. You know what I'm saying? My circle small, period. You know what I mean? Like, from the online folks that I mess with, you know, you, a couple of producers, not too many rappers or whatever, but, um, yeah, you know, it, it's in it, rap is such an ego fuel thing anyway. A lot of rappers just have this ego outside of the world or whatever. And I get, man, that's um, it's a competitive art form. It's a competitive space that we in. But because um, I'm a competitor too, you know, I like to compete. You know what I mean? But at the same token, I like to try to have some type of camaraderie. Cause I think that's important too. It, and, and that's some OG shit to be said because I think, you know, Bumby says some similar shit about ego. And for him, he always felt like for him as a rapper, it was just about like just being recognized as a dope lyricist. So he treats every artist, or at least from what he says, that he, he always bigs up other rappers because he doesn't feel like he's, he isn't threatened by them. And I feel like a lot of that ego these rappers have is it's insecurity. It's like, man, if you believe in yourself, then you're good. It's like, you don't need to walk around. It's like, you don't, the dopest lyricists, like you don't see Kendrick out here, like, like having to say too much because he just knows. It's like, you know, people, you know, who know, they know. And that's all that matters. So ego, I've been, I just actually had a conversation with my girlfriend about ego. So that's crazy. We're talking about this. Like, like ego is a motherfucker. And I've, I, I see it in so many ways. And it's like trying to navigate the world when like you see like people think like, oh, you they're, they're on a pedestal. And I'm like, listen, like, we're all the same here in a sense. Like, we're all the same. Like, like we have to, like, walk this life. We have to follow a certain, like, like etiquette. And if you don't follow that etiquette, it's, it makes life hard. Dude, man. You know why, though, man? Like, ego, it, it, might, not be the, it might not be the same for everybody, but there was an acronym that caught on for me. I don't know where I heard it from. I don't know where I seen it at. But somebody said ego stand for edging God out. And... God is a, you know, you know, whatever he is, he or she, whoever, um, to anybody or whatever, everybody got their different definitions and terms and whatever. Um, but for me, you know what I'm saying? It's, he's been a, you know, it has been a part of my life for the longest. So I try to, you know, I have these conversations with myself when I'm walking back and forth, when I'm pacing before I do a song or before I go to the studio, I always try to like, you know, connect to that higher power and, you know, uh, ask, ask it to keep me humble, no matter how good I get, or no matter how somebody tell me I am good, or whatever the case may be. Humility is a big part of the game that a lot of these young cats is missing, and I don't want to just single out young cats or whatever, because, shit, I was a young cat myself. I'm still kind of young, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're a young but, cat. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 32, 32 <laughs> is uh, still kind of young, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, uh, Humility is a big part of it for me. Uh, just staying humble, uh, staying uh, educated, 
and uh, trying to build wisdom, man. You know, it, you know, being wise, man. What wisdom comes with years, and that's what I've tried to showcase to people, or whatever. You know, what I'm saying like I might have been different five years ago or whatever, but this is the space I'm at now, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. You know, and so humility is a big part of it that I have a lot of trouble with getting other folks to to see. So it got to the point where now it's just like I don't even try to force some folks to see it. Now it's just like I'm gonna say something. If it sticks to you, if it hits you, it's supposed to. If it don't hit till a year later, or six months later, whenever later, it's it's all good. If it never hits at all, it's you know I said what I said. I put it out in the universe. Take it how you take it, you know. Mm. And, and like it's, it's that kind of honesty like that needs to be like set in place you know i feel like when it comes to like moving forward in life you know in general like even i see like the climate of society and shit and i mean just like in essence like i like i'm gonna be moving soon and i've, I've been talking to my girlfriend just about a lot of a, a lot of i think self-entitlement is just a, a really my biggest pet peeve like entitlement like oh i'm this like i'm self and that I have that issue because for me, I know from just just seeing other people move, it gets you nowhere, you know, in, in, in all honesty, it doesn't get, and people who think that these big names move with that much entitlement would be surprised. Like people would be surprised like if they knew how much like Jay-Z is gonna listen more so than speak. People would be surprised, you know? Yes, sir, that's facts. I, I, I watch a lot of Jay-Z interviews and I, I feel like the man is wise, man. He's, he's wise. He's always been wise beyond the years. He's definitely one of my inspirations, one of the people that I look up to. Like, you know, if I could be in a space, I'd want to be in a space like him or whatever, what have you and whatnot. Because he's, he's just incredibly wise, man. The way he talks about business, the way he speaks about family. Uh, we all make our mistakes or whatever, but at the same token, that that builds character. It helps build wisdom as well because, you, you know, it's, being smart, man, is, is, is cool. It's cool to be smart. I've had people tell me I'm smart. You're a smart dude. You're a smart cat or whatever. But anybody could be smart. You know, it, it takes a certain level of character to understand, like, I'm not the smartest motherfucker in the room. You know, like, it, it's always somebody that I can learn from, absorb from. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'd like to tell, my, when I talk to my old man, I, I always tell him, you know, my brain is a sponge. Me, me and him didn't used to speak. You know, we had, I had a invisible beef with him for years because just off of the strength of past shit. And we just recently connected this year. And I've learned a lot just being around him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just putting that grudge that I had with him aside was a wise thing to do. Um, he, he's been able to teach me some things that I should have learned. I, I always say, man, if I would have learned this 10 years ago or 20 years ago, five years ago, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'd be a better man. I'd be a uh, more productive man or whatever, but I'm learning it now. So now is the time that I was supposed to learn it. You know what I'm saying? You know, just, just what you said about self-entitlement, um, that's one of my big pet peeves too. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Like, I, I can't stand an entitled person, man, because it just... That's the ego. That's that goes back to ego. You know what I'm saying? And, and I agree too because and I don't. I think the ego has place in areas like 
you know, for survival, protection, certain things. I do believe the ego, it's there in place for certain reasons. Confidence, yes. But I think there's a fine line too. You know, with confidence, I don't think you have to be so dripped in the ego. Mainly, you can have a quiet confidence where you just know you're going to do it. Like, it's kind of like with, um, like, for instance, I use Dave Chappelle. Like, he's one of my favorite comedians. Like, when he goes on stage, he knows, like, he even says it himself. He knows when he's going to bomb and he knows when he's going to kill it. And it's like, and he says 99% of the time I'm going to kill it, but I know that 1% I'm going to fuck up. So it's people like that. It's like, he's like, I'm just a master of my field. And that's it. Like, right, right. And that, that means a lot too. Because, like, like you said, I mean, ego does have its place. You know, mm -hmm. nobody's saying just um, be too humble where you just down on yourself. Yes. You never yeah. down yourself or whatever. But when you walk into a room, you should be able to exude that quiet confidence or whatever, like that ability to know, hey, man, you know, I've, I've trained, I've practiced, I've worked hard at a certain thing. And so I know when I get in here, like, I know what I'm capable. I always say that to myself when I go in the studio, like whether I've been in, it's been a while since I've been in there or whatever. It's like, I know what I've done before. I know I can do this. I just got to make sure that when I walk into this studio, when I get in front of that mic, I let that motherfucker rip, man. I let y'all let come out everything that's inside of me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and that's not ego. That's just, like you said, that quiet confidence that just being confident in your abilities. It's a motherfucker that, uh, don't know how to do something. I don't know how to admit that, hey, I don't know how to do this or whatever. They just walk around like they just king shit or queen <laughs> shit. And that's that's the type of person that I feel like, man, like you might need to tone down, humble, humble yourself down before you get humbled in the wrong way. It's real. Yeah, it's real because people like can, can write like checks that they can't cash, you know what I mean? And like they pay for it. They end up paying for it in the long run. There's a debt. And, and too, like, you know, you brought up your dad and everything. And I saw this post and I actually, I really liked it. And you talked about forgiveness, you know, and that's, that's something I'm, I feel like I'm not perfect in, in that area entirely. Like I've been through some things like, um, I, I know I can forgive people. I've forgiven my own family members for stuff and I, I, I love them. And like, like I said, I'm always going to be tight with them because that's family. And it's like, you can forgive, but, I, but even then it's like, I feel like, you know, forgiveness overall, I just want to hear your piece on it because your perspective is incredible too. Just, you know, even you telling me the story about reconnecting with your dad and having from what you said, invisible beef. And I, and just, I, I, how does it feel like to kind of just like have all that shit like off your back and stuff, you know? I mean, bro, it, it is, it's something that I work on every day because it's some people that, and I'm going to get to the, my dad and my old man in a minute, man. But um, forgiveness has been a struggle for me for years. You know, I feel like, you know, somebody do me wrong, man. It's, it's fuck you to the world burn or whatever. Like, you know, that's how I used to carry it. And sometimes I find myself still carrying it that way with certain people. But like that post that you mentioned says, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's, it's basically like um, it was a Buddhist quote. Whereas, like, you know, having a grudge or anger towards somebody is like having a hot coal in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like having a hot-ass coal in your hand and just letting it sit there or whatever, like letting it burn up inside. You don't need half the time, a motherfucker that you didn't forgive, they, they've already moved past it because it's easy for people that do wrong to folks and don't appreciate folks the right way, it's easier for them to move on because it's like, well, shit, I mean, you know, fuck it, whatever, like, you know, 
And that's always been a problem for me when somebody doesn't know how to apologize. My old man never apologized to me for shit. Like, he, he still hasn't, you know. Um, him and my tea lady or whatever, they had a very crazy, tumultuous marriage. Uh, he was a very physically, psychologically intimidating, abusive person. And that's what I remember from him from my younger years. My memories of him as a kid aren't, aren't pleasant at all. Um, and I think what happened was, like, I was, um, I still am I'm trying to get into the truck, the truck driving game. And he was a trucker for 10 years. So um, one day I went up to the truck school or whatever, and I, I just called him or whatever and shit and was telling him, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about getting behind an 18-wheeler or whatever, you know. And we just started talking. That's how we started connecting. He stayed out in DeSoto. I visited him a couple times. And even though, to me, he has a very narcissistic personality, I had to forgive him without even bringing up that those old past memories and conversations because it, it just like, man, you know, at this point, that man is like 58, 59. He, if, he was, if he never apologized for it, he never will. It's up to me at that point to be like, you know what, how long am I going to hold this shit against him? How long am I going to hold this weight? I'm the only one holding it. He ain't even holding it. It's just on my back with the shit. You know, sometimes you just got to drop that burden and let it go to heal yourself. Because forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. And a lot of times forgiveness is between that person and God. You won't always get an apology um, from certain individuals. Like, hell, I know there's certain exes where I feel like, man, you should have apologized to me for being so cross with me or being so fucked up towards such a, a kind, beautiful soul or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it don't always pan out that way. So you just got to be like, man, shit, whether they apologize or not, I got to forgive you. I'm forgiving you not for your ego, not to stroke your ego, not not even for you. I'm forgiving you for me. Because that's just how I feel like it, it's, it's how I'll be able to let the shit go. And once I've let shit go, I can move on with my life no matter how, no matter what the outcome is. You know, so it, it's... It's something that I still work on every day. Training mind and shit. And, and, and true, like your character, like it makes sense. Like this, the strength it does take too to work on it. Again, it's a muscle. It's it's a muscle you're working on, and it's an emotional muscle. It's I really wish like school. That I wish that there were classes about our emotions, like why we feel certain things at certain times. Like I wish that that was a thing because I feel like feel like there would be a lot like less confused kids. Like they're like I'm angry because of this. They could they could say it easier, but people I feel like are ashamed to be angry. I know like for me when I like when I was younger I had I was angry I had a shame about it, and it's like fuck like but then I realized like why am I feeling shameful like I'm angry for a reason and even if, you know I just gotta feel this out and then I can access it and see if it's real or legitimate, but everything you told me man it's it's like beautiful like to hear you open up because it's you know, you're the type of guy, man. It's like, again, like, I think you should have your own podcast. I could hear you like, like your philosophies, like essentially about things all day, because I just like how genuine and just genuine you are and like how like much it just, you come from a place of love. And I feel like everything you said just about like forgiving, you know, in the being in the process of forgiveness and just realizing that you can't change people. Like that shit is a tough pill to swallow. And I've had to, I've learned that the hard way. You know, I can't change people. I had to learn that shit the hard way. 
and I know you have too. And it's like, man, it's like that pain. It's like, man, like I, I just know like there are a reason people, there's a reason people become artists. You feel me? It's like, there's something behind that shit. Absolutely. Absolutely, Man. brother. Like, I, I feel like um, that's the, the main reason I became an artist, because that was the only... Poetry used to be my thing when I was younger. It was, it always usually, not always, um, some people come up different, but for me, I, I came up when I was younger writing short stories and poetry about whatever was going on in my life at the time. And over time, it became it had to have a rhythm to it. That's what rap is, rhythm and poetry. You know what I'm saying? So I just started in the reverse cycle. I didn't start up freestyling with a bunch of friends in the park and at schools or whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it as a cool cat when I was in school. So I was never invited to them tables. I was probably the cat that was off in the back um, writing or whatever, some shit. You know what I mean? And, and so when, as I got out of high school, I was to a lot of, Wayne, uh, a lot of Wayne, man, a lot of Lil Wayne or whatever and shit. I, mean, I, I would have to say he probably is one of the big reasons why I started rapping, just the way that he had so many flows, like we were talking about Carter 1, Carter 2, Carter 3, uh, Wayne or whatever and shit. And eventually that's what got me into, you know what, okay, I can do it, I can do it, you know. Uh, and, and, and yeah, the, the pain is, is the biggest part. It's a tough-ass fucking pill to swallow. Tough as fuck. You know, because you're like, man, well, shit, if I'm not going around intentionally trying to hurt somebody, why would they make me a target? Um, when, and a lot of that goes to the research I've been doing, studying on, which is why I identify myself as an empath, because I can feel the shit from people. You know, I can feel it off of people. I can look in people's eyes or whatever and tell, like, shit, man, you know, you must have been through a lifetime of pain or you must be really going through it. Um I think that's why you identify with certain artists too. You know, when certain artists hit you, when they make certain songs, it's like shit, man, you know, fuck, I can feel, I can feel it. And it's just a feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, just like pain is a feeling. You know, they should teach classes about those things. Uh, but I feel like with the society the way it is now, it being so crass and cutthroat, I don't even know if a program like that would even exist in school. That's where a lot of folks learn their cruelty at. A lot of kids, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, you know, kids could be cruel. Yeah. No, that's facts. That's where you <laughs> learn to, to talk shit about people from the clothes they're wearing or how they facial features look or their haircut look or whatever. That's, that's where I learned it at. I mean, I wasn't one of them type of people. I had to go along to get along. But that's where I learned that, you know, shit. I had a pair of Walmart shoes. You have on some Nikes. You can clown me because I got on shoes. I got on shoes. On, I got shoes on my feet. What's, you know, why Why clown me? It's just, you know, you learn how to be cruel from society. And, uh, and, and that you know, shit. Oh, no, no, no. no I was, I'm listening. No, I'm, I'm just listening. Like, it's just so real. And I resonate with it because. I, I'm not going to go far. I don't want to interrupt you, but sometimes I feel like school, it's almost like a training camp um, to prepare you for the superficials, the superficial, you know, judgment that you're going to go through in life. That's uncontrollable. You know what I'm saying? And that's real because it's all blanket and people don't even, and a lot of it really, if, if you get a lot of judgment, 
it's because you're, you're like, the, and if you're that black sheep, it, it might be because you're special and you're unique and you might be intimidating because people are like, damn, like this person, it's like, it's like, again, like this might be a rose right here and we're sunflower. And like, there's nothing wrong being sunflowers, but this is, you know, you're a rose. It's like, it, it's like, you never know. That's factual, bro. That's factual. And what's crazy is we don't start learning that about ourselves. A lot of people, some people know it at a young age because they might have, sometimes you might have like some adult figure that can see it in you. And so they help like pressure it out of you. Like, you know, they, they kind of help like nudge it along. Like, I don't really think I had a lot of that. I think the closest to it would be my tea lady or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was young, she always used to tell me, you know, you're special, you got a gift and this, that, and the third or whatever. And um, when you have a gift, you're subjugated to, pre uh, to prejudice, persecution. No matter what color you are or whatever, you know, what you do, like, you're subject to that. Um, and it's crazy because you just, you know, you, it's always the kid that's the most humble and heartfelt that usually get that kind of treatment. The one that's not popular, the one that's not dressing the freshest, the one that don't stay with the girls, the one that, you know, sits in the front of the bus because they ain't cool enough for the back. That, and that's that's my story. I'd like to speak to people like that. That's the whole, at least a good 50% of the purpose of why I even make some of the posts that I make or talk about some of the topics that I do because I want people to know, like, okay, you, you already in the minority if you feel this way, but the minority ain't as small as you think. It really is. It's actually a majority. Just some motherfuckers is just too scared to, express themselves they can't look in the mirror and see themselves they they got they can't spend a long time and the long time is crucial that's where you hear god that's where you hear your spirit guys talk when you alone the most you know that's why i don't spend a lot of time with people or whatever because i don't need a lot of extra shit clouding my mentality or how i feel how i think you know what i mean Exactly. I'm sorry. I just heard a knock and it was like some banging against the wall that tripped me out. But no, I, I, I just, I agree completely because there, there is this thing where, you know, I feel like this, the music industry, they think that people just want to hear about material and possessions and shit. When it's like, you know what? I, again, I was talking to my girl, we, like, and I said, it's like the reason people root for artists, like when they're in that like grassroots is because it's like, damn, you're close to us. You're one of us. You're, you're one of the people. But like the farther they get away from that, the more like almost like Kanye-esque and the more ego inflation you see, even though you see they make, they might make good points from time to time, but they make dumb points and then they say too much. And you, it just, you go through a roller coaster of emotions with them. But I feel like, like there's something real about somebody who's just willing to say, like even Kid Cudi, like, hey, I don't always feel good about myself. Sometimes I'm sad, I don't like myself. Or even, I've been watching Mike Tyson's podcast, bro. And I almost wanted to cry, like hearing it, like, I know about his story, but when you like listen to this dude and he says, hey, I hate my past. I hate who I was, but I'm trying to love myself more. It's like, damn, you just got to walk away and think like this is somebody like who has been, you know, bullied. And he became a bully in a sense, like in the boxing ring, because that's how he, he wanted to prove himself. And then he, right. he even said, like, like, all I am is this, you know, insecure. And then to hear him say that, like. Everyone watches Mike Tyson. You're like, how can he be insecure? You're like, he is like a G. He's knocking everybody out. And, and then you see, wow, like, like this man is like, there's so much pain behind him that we don't even know. 
And it's like, it's sad that like people you, you admire, it's like, wow, like they got so much pain. And, but when they share it and they're able to like, just explain it, even through music, you know, like we talk about like a Kid Cudi, like that kind of shit, like somebody who can just express it. You, man, like what you're doing, your music, expressing it, like just even when, I, when you played me the 4-9 record, like everything you said, I felt it. And I think that's why I really wanted to play it on the podcast because I, I have an issue. Like you could, like, again, it's like people around me know I'm picky. Like, and it's, I like all kinds of hip hop, but I just got it. It just has to be genuine. That's all it is. Like, if it's some trap shit, I want it to be some trap shit. If it's like some people spitting, let's spit. I just don't want it to be like stripped down and I don't want the soul to be gone. I feel like so much soul gets stripped, bro. And I think like what you're doing is like, dude, you have soul that you have power in your shit. And that's why people are gravitating towards your music and these podcasts. I think you should even start one, bro. You would kill it. You know, brother, if I felt like I could, (laughs) if I knew where to start, that's number one. If I knew where to start, that'd be a, 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 thing to get into and then number two if I had enough material or I felt like I could bring some intriguing people along with it support is a big thing you know we all even even the term indie artists like we're independent but a lot of support has to come with that independence as well or whatever you know what I'm saying like nobody just does it alone alone and I, I've been one, I've been a main person to be like, man, fuck everybody, man. I'm going to do this by myself. I don't need nobody. I don't need no help, da 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 which is untrue. It's, it's a lie. It's not true. I was just speaking out of ego. I was speaking out of anger and speaking out of ego because, hell, I live in a city where if you're not clicked up, if you're not with the group, if you're not with the gang, you're getting overlooked. You're getting shunned. You're getting pushed to the wayside. And so the wayside is where I live, and that's what caused me to be like, man, fuck everybody. But, you know, I, I would I would reach out even just recently um, when I, you know, to do a song that I think I emailed you or whatever, um, uh, Don't Chase Clout, man. I was trying to get that record done with a studio in Killeen. I hollered at an engineer out here who's pretty, uh, pretty well-known out here in Killeen. Um, he was like, well, when I, you know, when I get some t- when I get some time or availability, I'll get back to you. I was like, already. Uh, two weeks went by, he never hollered at me or whatever. I was like, see, you know, I don't know what it is. I ain't trap enough. I ain't hard enough. I ain't gangster enough, G enough, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I said, fucking, I took my talents to Austin. Like, Austin's a way more diverse, open area, like, just for all kind of shit. It's the capital. You know, they main phrase is keep Austin weird. I've always been looked at as a weird person, even though I be looking, I be like, man, shit, I'm not weird, man. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm just me, man. Like, but that's motherfuckers on the outside looking at me or whatever. Of course, they're gonna look at what shit you weird because you don't talk to nobody, you don't vibe with people. You know, I'm just like, well, shit, I, I, I can spot fakers. I can spot a motherfucker that just like the, they need to be with the group. They need to be with the pack because they can't run alone. Running alone makes you strong, though. You know, like and when, when you brought up Mike Tyson or whatever, which was a, a good point as well, um, because, yeah, Mike had to be a bully in the ring, man. You know, you got to look at it, man, like this. Um, I watched a, a, a movie where Michael J. White was playing Mike Tyson, and he has this um, – when Mike Tyson speaks, he has this – it's not a stutter, it's a 
A list, right? A list. A list. Yeah, yeah, a list. Mm-hmm. That's, that's looked at as a speech impediment in a way. If he wasn't who he was, he might have been getting picked on for you know most of his life. He had to be tough. Mm-hmm. He had to be the motherfucking like, okay, you know, you're going to talk shit, but I'll break your jaw or whatever. I'll lose your teeth and all that kind of shit or whatever. So now that he's older and he can reflect, and that's the thing about wisdom. As you get older, you can reflect on your younger life if God gives you the chance to become older, to 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 grow older, to to learn yourself, to know yourself. That's where I feel like he is, and a lot of older people are. You know, like when I listen to, like you said, Mike Tyson or Jay Z or um, Kendrick or whatever. You know, of course, ten ten years back, I'm pretty sure they weren't speaking like that for real, for real. But the older you get, the more you start to learn yourself and you start to become more confident in who you are. And so it's like that quiet confidence is less ego, more confidence and humility. It's like, man, I could be humble because I know what I can do. I don't have to be the the braggadocious show out that I was 10 years ago. I don't have to like, let's say I bite everybody head off, you know, like it's not necessary. Like, you know what I can do, that's why you, either linking up with me or you coming at me. And I, shit, I've dealt with that as well. I just dealt with it. I was in a group. I'm not with that group anymore or whatever, based off of those situations. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it just be like that. Sometimes you just grow out of shit, man. It's tough, too, because, like, I, I do relate to you in the sense of, you know, even even when you go back, like, when we're talking about like engineering and how people, if you, if you're just, if you don't fit into a box, they just don't think you're marketable. And it's interesting how marketability, that's the thing. Marketability is a weird thing because I think in reality, I believe in this. I believe that people want a breath of fresh air. People want uniqueness. It's kind of like, and when I hear you music, what I like about it is like, it has all the elements of hip hop. I like, like, you know, I think you have, the influences too of you being from the south are strong because I feel like you got like the the power in your voice almost like a, a bum b like you know what I mean like you got like that that bass and you got the hunger and you also got the lyricism and like I feel like you're you're like this you're mixing like elements of outcast like Andre lyricism big boy like and not forcefully but this is just like your influences and I know you you're influenced by a lot of different shit but man like I just think like for for him to like treat you like your music is so out of the box like you're Bjork I'm like nah like but you're unique like your personality like who you are like for if people people for from in my opinion it's like your music is very much it speaks to human like human the soul and like that's why I like it and like if people don't get it then fuck them like they don't have one they don't, they don't have a soul it's like fuck it they want to hear mechanical commercialized music and you know just going even to everything that you're saying just about like just pushing through and just like not getting caught up in all of it and like having wisdom and being able to reflect on everything and just being like I mean like growing old to me like when I was young like it was like you wanted to get old you wanted to like be able to fucking be like oh, well, you're too young for that. You didn't want to deal with that shit. And now it's like, I see people who are in their 40s trying to act my age. And I'm like over here, like tripped out. And I'm like, you know what? You're not like, you know, and it trips me up. And I, I see people 
you know, people who are 50 and it's like, they're trying to get in the club. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, it's just, there's just certain things where it's like, you know, when you get to that point, just do it gracefully. And that's true still, man. Like shit, I, hell, like my, my club days, now, if I was to go to a club, it's gonna have to be because I'm performing there. Like, I mean, shit, I got a woman, I'm in a good relationship where there's love, there's healthiness, working on conceiving a child or whatnot. Man, um, congratulations, brother. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, bro, thank you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's, I feel like I'm to that point now where I'm like, I'm cool with that. Before, in my 20s, man, I used to say, man, I even said it in the song lyric, man, on, on, on the song I did. I was like, shit, you know, uh, ain't trying to have no kids or something like that or whatever. I was like fucking 21 or whatever or some shit. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about that. I just moved out. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm I'm like shit, man. I'm I was in a real hood area, Colleen. I was you know selling weed and shit or whatever. Like I wasn't thinking about. It. I'm like just you know how many briefs can I impress? How many can I get to come over to my apartment or whatever? How many notches can I get on my bedroom post or whatever and shit? Like it, it's just you know when you get older, them things start to be like, man. Like if I would have just had this mentality when I was in my twenties, I. I would have been outcast very early on, even more so than I was before, but I would have been better off for it. I would have been a whole lot better off or whatever, just moving gracefully, aging gracefully. Like I can't, I don't, I can't even tell you how much money, man. I probably blew in the strip clubs in my twenties. Like <laughs> blew it babes, you know, blew it motherfucking, uh, man, I can't even remember all the spots, man, but goddamn, like, <laughs> It just, just petty shit, stupid shit, like young, young-minded shit, young yeah, and bro. dumb shit, for real. Young and dumb shit, dude. I, I swear right. to God, like you gotta, like you gotta put that on like a shirt or something, bro. Like this, like this. I gotta clip this and make a meme, man. Like I gotta do. It's like, dude, that was beautiful, bro. Like that was like, that's a highlight moment, man. Oh my God. But uh, I do know. I just, yeah, man. Like just, like just, I, I do feel what you mean, just with. You know, realizing that when you do the right thing, you're not going to be accepted always with the in crowd, which is fucked up because, you know, you're like, I'm doing the right thing. And you're like, you should be proud of me. I'm doing the right thing. But they're like, no, no, we don't like that shit. And they're going to like almost make you feel like you're weird for that. You're weird because you, you know, you want to have something more. And it's strange to them. But it's almost like shit. It's like, it's almost like just it's just a different language though. It's more like a communication thing and a barrier of it's a barrier of um just thinking. And it's like I can't like be against people. Cause sometimes it's like shit like psychedelics can really open people up and then maybe that's what it takes for like somebody to be like, Oh wow, like I was I was a little like I was I was I was just gonna say I was gonna comment that I wish I could try some psych psychedelics, man. I really do wanna try them one day at some point. I don't know where to get them from out here. <laughs> brother, them. brother, brother, brother. I, you know what? You got to come up to Oregon or, or like California. You got to come to the West Coast, bro. Because like if, if you're looking for mushrooms, like this is probably like I live in like a like kind of like it's Pacific Northwest, like a wet area. Like, you know, the dirt is pretty good. So we get mushrooms and stuff. But um, I do know what you mean because like Texas, yo, their laws are really harsh on. They're really fucking harsh out there. 
harsh, bro. Harsh, man. Ain't, man, so restrictive, bro. Like, shit, ain't even legalized weed yet. I always make that comment to people, man. Like, like Texas would be the last motherfucking state in the world to legalize weed, man. We'll be the last motherfuckers if it ever gets down here. If, it, if a legislative bill even comes to the table out here, we'll be the last motherfuckers to sign it. And it's only going to be... And that's what's crazy, too, man, because shit, it's not going to... You might as well legalize it. It's already being sold out here or whatever and shit, man. Like, you know, I live in a state where, hell, you got a blunt in your car, man. You going to jail that day, that night. You, you know, and it's a, a blunt, man. It's probably less than 1.5 in that bitch. Two grams, maybe, or whatever, some shit. Like, and you finna lock me up for this shit, man? Like, I could be knocking motherfuckers over. <laughs> I could be picking doors in, man. Like, I'll be out, I'm, I'm riding around smoking some weed or whatever. I'm sitting in my porch or my backyard smoking weed, man. Like, you really finna, like, lock me up for this shit, man? Like, I'm being chill. I'm being to myself. I ain't starting nothing, dealing with nothing. I don't even deal no more. Like, nigga, like, <laughs> y'all crazy out shit, man. Like, they find a road shit. Dude, I feel you well because it's like cops. If they find a roach, it's like, oh, what are you? They'll treat you like you're a distributor. It's like motherfucker, it's a roach. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, it's like, it's like that just goes to show. It's like you are not the brightest on the forest, huh? Like you think I'm a distributor from this little dub, like this little dub of weed. Like pe- people right, are a trip, right, man. man. I got residue in my car, some shit, man. And you bringing the canines out, man. Hell, man, bro, that happened to me last year. Last year, bro, like, they motherfucking pulled my ass over and shit. I wouldn't even, and see, I wouldn't, I smoked before I left the house. But I ain't have no weed on me. Nothing. But the fucking laws that followed me two streets down because they said I made an illegal turn. And when I came out the car or whatever, he, what, what he, the, the straw hat officer made me come out the car or whatever, talking about something. The reason why I actually got out the car is because you have a burn hole in your shorts. And I'm thinking how long I done had these fucking shorts. I'm like, man, I don't even remember where this burn hole came from. I'm just going to the fucking store, man. Like, that was it. Like, I like it was just, you know, I just threw these shorts on or whatever. Like, I ain't burning right now. I ain't smoking or nothing or whatever and shit. Like, but they, man, when I say they hear me up reverse, they hear me up reverse. They brought the canine out there. That German Shepherd was beautiful, though, because I love dogs, man. Like, and I want a German Shepherd. But I was mad as fuck because that motherfucker scratched, scratched the whole back bumper of my trunk up. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is you? Like, there's nothing in the car, bitch. Like, what the fuck, fuck. you doing? Like, hey, now, who, now, who gonna pay for these scratches on my bumper? And the female officer like, well, you know, you can buff them out. I'm like, you know, bitch, you should buff it out. You buff it out, man. Like, y'all. Uh, y'all doing the, the most. Bitch actually was on meth and everything. Like, I'm like, man, I know I live in a drug-fueled neighborhood. This side of town, the east side of Colleen, is really big on drug distribution and prostitution. Super heavy downtown. So I'm like, man, did y'all pull me over because I'm black and you think that this is a drug-dealing, dope-dealing car? I got to Dodge Avenger, all black or whatever. So... I'm like, man, this is stereotypical why y'all pulling me over and doing the most of this shit. It's all stereotype. And, and too, I'm black, like, I got dreads and all that shit. Like, that's what it is, stereotype. 
and 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 one thing I'm confused about, like how were they watching you when you left your apartment or your house or some shit? Like I don't get like how did they know from the vehicle you had burn holes in your shorts? Like that's why I don't get like. And plus, even if you did, it could have been from a cigarette. It doesn't need to be like from some illegal shit. Like, and that's the thing. It's crazy shit. Like, what the? F- it's like these cops. Like, when they say like this is why, it's like, are you high? Like, are you smoking yeah. weed? Did you break into my stash? Like, what the fuck? Like, I should have asked that motherfucker that, man. I should have asked that motherfucker if you if you high, fool. <laughs> I was smoking a square when I was in the car, so I the whole, the car smelled like a Newport. If anything, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and like I said, the, I had them shorts for years. So if I did get a burn hole, it might have been from shit. I don't know how far back. <laughs> Them just my throwaway shorts I throw on when I'm like, shit, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to the Wawa, man. I'm just going to the H-E-B or going wherever I'm going, like, like you know, that I don't give a fuck about. They they just, man, it, it was, like I say, it was all stereotype, all typecast. I'm, I'm dark skin. I got dreadlocks. It's 9 o'clock at night. It, it's like you know, shit, man. Y'all motherfuckers feel like this. Y'all might as well enforce a curfew, man. If you feel like a nigga like me shouldn't be outside at this time of night driving around in my car, I ain't even riding rims, bitch. Like, you know, shit. Like, I sure ain't no dope dealer. I don't, you know, I know that the look of a dope dealer can change person to person, but shit, I didn't. Shit, I didn't got weed off of Asian boys or whatever, white boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, same shit, like, you know. Everybody. It's a human thing. Everybody, everybody, man. Just legalize it, man, and get up on, you know. And I don't, and and to be honest, bro, because you had, when you had hit me up early, you was like, you know, prep the smoke if you need to. Bro, when I tell you this shit of the truth, motherfuckers don't even believe me or whatever, for real. Like, cats on Instagram don't even believe me. But shit, my girl knows, I know. My old man knows. See, my tea lady know. I ain't smoked a blunt since fucking June. That's why I'm smoking these squares, bro. Really? Like, I ain't, I ain't, yeah, but because I told him, like, like I say, I was telling my old man, I'm, I'm trying to get into the truck, uh, the truck game. You I know got what I'm saying? you. That was gonna be my way of getting my hustle on, get me a couple grand in my pocket so I can pursue my music. Like, that, it, it ain't all about like see the world. You know, this is the career that I want to have. It's just like shit. I need at least. I need a couple grand, bro. I need like 10 grand, you know, the, and I'm not going to the military because I'm not cutting my hair for shit. Yeah, you know keep saying? that I'm shit, not, bro. You know, I'm, I'm too old to have a motherfucking this close to my face doing this. And it, it ain't that I'm a snap on you. It's just like at this point, like in my in my early years, I thought about I entertained the idea. I was going to go to the Marines or whatever. And some family drama happened or whatever, and I wasn't able to do it. But now at 32, nah. I don't see that shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into the truck game. And so now I just drink. That's all I be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even smoke no more. Like, and it, it sucks. It sucks, bro. It fucking sucks. It really does. All the weed accounts I follow on Instagram, I wind up unfollowing a lot of them bitches, man. Because I'm like, man, I'm getting tired of seeing y'all with, with these big-ass bags of bud and, and blunt smoking and all this shit. I'm like, man, I miss this shit, bro. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, dude. And like, that's the thing. Like, you're making a sacrifice, love, because it's like you're doing it so you can you can stack your paper, pursue what you want, and like put put a budget, you know, behind your music. And I feel you, G, because it's like it's like 
like putting like the business like behind you like independently is is, is gonna do so much and it's like i do i do feel for you though like having to fucking like like see all like the pictures pop up oh, are you frozen hello Oh, like you kind of cut now, bro. You can hear me. Uh, yeah. Now, now it's back to normal like again. <laughs> it was cutting out. Yeah, you you froze for a minute. Um, was it? I think I think I was I was saying something along the lines of um, dude. Yeah, I do feel for you though because it's like that. That's that's like the thing. Like, cause man, like I really like weed, and it's tough to imagine. Like I remember when it was illegal, but I've gone through so many years with it being legal now that it's like I just I'm a lot more comfortable to the point like maybe I'm too comfortable like I'm I like I'll just like maybe like want to light up like I was in Portland just smoking on the street but I know if I were probably in Texas I get whoop like they'd be like what you doing like they're grabbing me real quick Getting, you ain't gonna make it down here on that <laughs> man, ain't, ain't, <laughs> hey man they, that's not even cap bro man, I don't care what part of Texas you in Austin is the most laid back city I've been in to where because they, they used to before that goddamn COVID nineteen hit, they used to throw a four twenty event and um it was it was something called the Marley Fest. I've never been bro, but I've always wanted to go. And this and last year I was like, I got my money, <laughs> I got my smoke, I'm finna go. And all of a sudden that goddamn COVID hit and trashed all of the fucking shit for twenty twenty. It trashed all of my plans to move around, do anything. It's like, you know, they was shutting down events, festivals, bars, clubs, everything was just like, God, I was like, God damn, man. Like, and when the quarantine was like, for real, it was like, they wouldn't make a motherfucker stay in their house, obviously, but they was just shutting everything down. I mean, Walmart shut down at like goddamn 7 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was hell. It still is in a way, because, I don't think we'll ever get back to where we were before as far as like open events, just everybody just, you know, everybody around each other. I don't think we'll ever really get back to that, man. Like, I just don't. Mm -hmm. I don't see it happening. And, and, and that's the thing, like, too, when this time, like, it messes with my head because I'm not saying I'm a doctor and I'm not trying to put any information out there. I'm not, I'm not saying I know the, the treatment or cure or anything, but I, if we're going to be so critical on COVID-19, knowing what we know now, um, especially knowing that it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's somewhat unpredictable. It could mutate, but I also think that how come we weren't as worried about the flu, knowing how many lives that takes and cigarettes and like, and then other things like, I'm, I'm not just saying that because you're smoking anything. It's just like, there are a lot of things in this world. And I, and I just think, for us like to close everything up right now. And again, like, you know, and for the fact that like marijuana is illegal and shit is like, again, like, like something that is known, like to actually help like cancer patients, help people just going through just like depression, anything like that's some real shit is like, but that's what they want to keep away from us because that's going to make you more empathetic and make you more of an empath. We want everyone to be individualistic and selfish. We don't want people empathetic and, and giving. Like that's 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 society in a nutshell. It hurts. Like, but your spirit, bro, it's like 
that's what's strong. And I think like, that's the thing, like I want things to open up soon. I want things to open up because again, it's like people like need to be able to see arts, the arts need to be active. And that that's what we need. You know, after like this stagnation, I feel like art always, always comes out of the woodworks. And I think you're a part of that too, bro, because it's like, I, I think what you're doing is special because it's like the honesty, like you're, you're not bullshitting, man. It's like, you could tell the the difference between somebody who is saying some shit, some fuck shit for publicity, like a Takashi six nine and shit. He's out here trying to press roll his album, you know, talking about how justify. He's playing the shit out of that dude on this Sun Sue record, man. I don't, I was like, man, I was like, goddamn, cat going hard on everybody. Man, he's flaming everybody on this shit, man. I was like, shit, man. Yeah, but I and I was encouraged, I was inspired because I was like, man, see, bars, artistry, poetic level, man, this is where it's at or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like this is where it's at. This is a this is a space I love to be in. This is what I love to hear or whatever. Like and that's the only thing I could probably say that was a positive about the quarantine is because it's like, man, some people had that that have that ability was able to tap in even deeper because it's like, well, shit, where where can we go? We can't perform nowhere. We, we It's not like we can really just go out and just, we can't have these street side performances. We can't be in bars. We can't be in clubs like that or whatever. Like, we in the house mostly. And those that have home studios and know how to engineer, mix, master, produce or whatever, like, got to be having a, a great time because it's like, well, shit, man, it, you know, if the job closed down, that that sucks or whatever financially, but you got so much time. You got so much time to just really be like, man, like, all right, I woke up at fucking 10 o'clock this morning, you know, eat, shower, whatever the fuck, and then I'm going to get back cracking with this. I'm going to get back smacking with this or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I left off on it last night. You wake up with a different mindset or whatever, and you just get back to it or whatever. That's that's the biggest thing I could say that was positive for artists. Like now, somebody that's like a, I don't know, a, a, just a regular nine to five worker was probably hell. It's like shit. Well, you know, I need work. I need good work. I need work or whatever. Like, but for an artist, man, it has been a little beneficial. I will say in that capacity as far as like just being able to just be like i ain't got to do nothing today i'm gonna give myself something to do i'm gonna get back to that verse i was writing or that beat i was making or the sample i was chopping you know um and uh you know about what you was talking about earlier um about the uh as far as we might as well just talk about as far as like the medical industry or whatever and shit like when it comes to legalizing weed, me and my girl was talking yesterday. I was telling her yesterday, um, she was talking about the doctor was saying, some doctors were saying to her about, you know, um, not taking certain supplements. And my thing was like, of course they would say that to you. Half the time the cure is already out here. Half the time the, the supplements, the, the things we need is already out here, grown from nature, grown from herbs plants and whatnot and shit or whatever like instead of fucking around like i use this for example i was looking on instagram and there was a post about maca root maca root is good for fertility it's good for 
healing sexual dysfunction or whatever and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the hospital prescribed you Viagra. Well, you fuck around with Viagra or whatever and fuck around and have an erection that lasts long, longer than goddamn four to five hours, nigga, you might fucking die. You know, you, you might lose all function of your shit or whatever, but shit, you fuck. smack a root. It, it, that, that's an herbal supplement. Why would they encourage you to take that shit? They not because they got the, the that that industry is a billion dollar fucking industry, so billions of dollars pumped into that shit to keep us on pharmaceutical drugs. They're not gonna say, hey, well, you know, instead of taking this or whatever, why don't you uh take uh um this for that or whatever, you know, um, or that for this or whatever. You know, they'll give you some prescription pills that the side effects might fuck you up worse than the goddamn disease or whatever you're going through. Disease is just dis-ease. So, you know, you might, you might fuck around and get some herbal supplements that'll help you out in the long run better than some fucking drug that they give to you that, yeah, it might cause an immediate reaction to it, but the after effects could be 10 times worse. They're not going to do that. Like, you know, like you said, with cancer patients, some of them get prescribed you know, in, le- in states where it's legalized, you might say, well, hell, you, you know, you, 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 know, you can get a medicinal car. I feel like that's unfair because we should all have it. Every state should have that ability to do that. There should be dispensaries out here in Texas, but there ain't none. You know, you can't just go in no shop and, and get your favorite strand of, of weed or whatever. Like, you can't do that here. To heal, to help you with your anxiety or your depression, they'll get give you some fucking pills. Take yeah. this to your local pharmacy, and, and yeah, you know it might help your anxiety. It might not. It could be some placebo shit. Never know. And, shit, you know. And right there, it's it's the thing with Western medicine. I think that there is an arrogance behind some of it where, yeah, I think that there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of positives that come from our hospitals, but we have to realize that it's treated like a business nowadays. So these, these of course, you know, when there is something like, you talk about maca root, you know, even ginger root, there are so many good roots out there, like good, um, like vitamin D, like that's something that is actually supposedly really helpful for this COVID stuff, but that is being overlooked. And, you know, there hasn't been any press release from the government talking about just health, you know, hey, eat more vegetables. There isn't anything like that being said. It's all about wear a mask and stay away and don't have gatherings. And part of me feels weird because, like, in this hyper-political time, I'm not trying to go full conspiracy, but I do think that there is a reason that they're, they want to keep people somewhat divided. It's divide and conquer. Listen, and then that way, when people get out, they only want to talk to people who think like them. So therefore, it's okay. I'm only gonna like just be. I'm only gonna be reciprocated with the same shit. I'm never gonna have a challenge uh, ideologically. I'm never gonna have to confront and grow. And that's the thing that bothers me. And I feel like when people are together, even though whatever happens, arguments can ensue over little differences. We can always grow, and if we have enough in common and learn, be like, listen, well, fuck, well what about this like we could unite and like work on this and i feel like when we're not allowed to gather and we're not allowed to really express our art and connect i think that's something that can damage society as a whole it's real you know damage, man. It's, 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 this this whole shit 
I agree with you. It didn't feel like an experiment. Like, I don't know if you ever watched this movie called The Belfo Experiment. I heard of it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I saw a trailer. Uh, Say what now? I, I'm sorry, I saw the trailer. So I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like, when, yeah. yeah, that's just crazy. Like this uh, movie where all these motherfuckers is locked in this call center office type of shit or whatever or something. And this, the voice, the voice, you know, it's almost like the voice is telling us to stay inside, stay masked up, stay whatever, 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 six feet apart. Nobody knows who's saying this shit. I mean, we know the CDC is giving the information out, but, um, but the voice was like telling mama, like, hey, you know, you got 30 minutes and if 60 motherfuckers in this office ain't dead in 30 minutes, we gonna start just blowing niggas' heads off. Like, we just gonna detonate your head or whatever type of shit like it's an, it's all an experiment it's a social experiment it's a psychological experiment and it's working it's effective it's super effective you know to the point where shit i i, I was even, i was affected by it i was like man shit i you know because i i got kids and live with me my girl or whatever and shit and it's like I would always say, man, y'all go in that store, y'all keep your mask on, man. Don't bother nobody, don't talk to nobody. Don't be like touching shit that other motherfuckers been touching or whatever. You don't know who has it because it, I don't know if the deaths are true. I don't know. I don't know if the, diag- the diagnosis is true or whatever, but they say people die from this shit. And I, shit, I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be y'all. So, Always stay safe. Mm-hmm. Always, you know what I'm saying, stay aware. Awareness is key, especially in these times. I do agree with you about how it is causing the separation. And it's almost like um, there's a, the, a story, if you believe in it or whatever. Um, and... For me, I kind of believe in it or whatever because, you know, not just because it comes from the Bible, but because you, you got to look at how society is now or whatever when it comes to languages and religions and traditions and um, whatever, what have you. Uh, but it's a thing about the Tower. It's called the Tower of Babel. Um, they were, um, it was a point in time where society at that point was trying to build a tower tall enough to reach the heavens. So instead of like prophets and prophetesses or whatever, like talking to God and being the one to relay the message, a motherfucker can just walk up to the heavens and talk to God themselves. So in the story, it was like, well, God didn't like the ego and the arrogance of man. So he caused all of them to have the vision amongst themselves or whatever to where the tower couldn't be finished. We all spoke the same language or whatever. Well, now everybody speaks different languages. Everybody going to have different accents. It's going to be hard to understand people, hard to relate to people, hard to talk to people. And it caused division and the tower never got built or whatever. Now, I'm not encouraging, you know, I would never encourage, you know, men to be that crass. But we got skyscrapers that's, you know, out of there, hundred feet tall type of shit, like taller than that. I'm just 
speaking or whatever. I don't know how tall the tallest building is in the world. <laughs> I don't know but, either. This is fucking just you know huge. I mean? like, like, I feel you. Like, I can picture it. It's a big-ass yeah. building. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hell, the, you know, the Twin Towers, man. They, they was one of the tallest buildings in New York or whatever. And they say that um, America was behind that conspiracy or whatever. Like, you know, it was all a conspiracy thing. Um, when the plane flew into the towers, but they ain't never rebuilt them. I don't think they. I don't think they rebuilt the twin towers. It's no. like anything that is built where there has to be communication, there has to be agreements, because agreements is important. Communication don't mean that you agree. It just means we're all communicating. We're all talking. We're talking. All of us have talking points. Like how you and I can agree about something or whatever. We might not agree on everything, but we have an agreement among us. We're communicating. You take that away, you know, you and I wouldn't be able to get nothing done. Nobody would be able to get anything done. And plus, if we're not communicating, we're just running off of assumption. You know what I mean? Like, you're assuming what I'm thinking. And that's not a good place to be because it's like, you know, I, 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 I might assume somebody thinks some negative shit about me and they might just be thinking something they might be in their head about some other shit so it's like you know we don't know where people are at so it's, it's tough like i think people are complicated complicated i think we're like very complicated you know like i think we're a colony we're all connected i think in a sense like almost like ants like i feel like i think this is where i think of like humans like ants and like the earth is just a big you know it's, it's a we're almost it's a big anthill let's call it a big anthill that's a term but I just feel like though we're evolved and shit and we've um, developed thoughts and we've developed um, an understanding of our surroundings and a currency that we call money and we have languages. And you talk about the Tower of Babel and I really think that you bringing that up is crazy because again, like, man, like these are conversations that I feel are so important where I just can't talk. Not everyone like I bring on the podcast is going to bring that shit up. Like, that's, like, special to me because, like, the Tower of Babel is, as a concept, it really, when you think about it, it makes sense because if we don't, if we have so much, you know, difference in our language and we we can't fully understand each other, we can't communicate, you know, like you said, when you're talking about, like, everything what God was upset about with the arrogance of man, he said, this arrogance is going to hurt them and then they will understand, in a sense, and maybe they can learn from it. And there's a lesson in it, and it might be a beautiful lesson. Because I think too, like people can be tribalistic and like, it doesn't even need to be about like shit, like about even race or gender or sexuality. It can be about like, I'm a skateboarder. That's a BMXer. It can be about, I'm a DJ. That's an engineer. It could be like anything, bro. It's like, I'm team uh, Republican. I'm team Democrat. I'm team whatever, you know, it's, it, it always comes down to that. And I just, I think that this is a Renaissance brother. I think it's a real Renaissance where, People are figuring out who they are. You know, they're figuring out in a sense, what do I want to do? I got all this time. Like, am I a painter? You know? Right. I agree. Wholeheartedly, yeah. If if we if we as a society can't come together after all of this shit, we'll never come together or whatever. Like, I do believe in and and and, and that's why I say like the COVID allowed me a lot of time to research a lot of different shit or whatever. Like Babel you know what what you know what is like a, a, a idiom for babbling well you talking tower of babel we all had to talk man motherfuckers had to talk 
get shit done, babbling. Babble on. Like, you know what I'm Babylon, like, everything. It's crazy. Right. You know, it's it's all it's all synchronicity, man. Like, you know, a synchronicity. Um, you know, you can't have one without the other, man. You know what I'm saying? You just can't have one without the other. So we can't come together after this COVID shit. We never will. That's how I view it. Like we just we just won't. And that's why the artist community has been such a important focus. And such a beautiful focus, like, because I've seen a lot more people come together and I've seen, and that's why I'm saying, like, 2020 is a crazy year because I've been able to see, like, 2020 is like the equivalent of perfect vision in a way. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see who's for me, who's not for me, who I need to talk to, who I don't need to have words with. Because I know, okay, you're not, you're not, if you're not for me or whatever, us having words don't really benefit you nor I because we just gonna always butt heads and disagree and we're not we, we don't like each other anyway like that's that's the thing that's a big thing for me as well or whatever that's why um shit that's why I, I, I don't I, I feel like I don't do well in groups I've learned that I don't really do too well in certain groups or whatever like if there's not real camaraderie there's not real synergy understanding empathy we're not gonna you know, we're not gonna do well. Like I, I left, and I didn't. I wasn't gonna bring this up or whatever. But if you do play uh, one of the records that I got or whatever, I'll tell you one of the records I got or whatever. That's literally like the only one that I got a feature on or whatever. But I cut that whole part of my life out because two years ago, you would have heard me hollering coalition, the coalition, coalition, coalition group or whatever. You would have heard me hollering that shit or whatever. Like. I don't holler that shit no more because we just wasn't able to agree. And when you got a, a, a big part of a lot of my posts nowadays too, when I'm talking, talking, be about narcissism. And that's something that I started learning last year. I didn't know how to identify it. I would just always be like, man, that's a, a bitch ass nigga or a bitch ass bitch or whatever. Like, that. <laughs> you know, I didn't know, I didn't know terminology for it. But now I know there's a certain terminology, a certain term to use for certain people that exhibit certain behavior traits, traits of the human being, traits of the human mind or whatever. And, uh, and narcissistic people, you, you, you talked about it, like when you did that post, um, you, you made a post and you was talking about, uh, I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they killed themselves and you named them off and you named Tory Lanez. You said he was a narcissistic Napoleon. And Napoleon is a complex. Narcissism is a disease or whatever. You put them shits together, it's, it's hella dangerous. It's hella dangerous or whatever. And a lot of people suffer from that and they don't even know it. Or some people do know it because they've been told by other people, like, hey, man, you a fucking narcissist, man. You a narc. Like, you just... <laughs> I like that, dude, yeah. But the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, a, it, it, it's something that you learn to identify. That's why I'm thankful... I'm at this space in my life where I've been through some shit that's been real gutter, real grimy, real dirty, but I've been able to rise from that and learn from it. Even if it hurt, even if it hurt me to my soul, I've been able to grow from it and grow hurts. It hurts, man. Like it, 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 I don't care what nobody say, man. Growth hurts. Growth isn't enjoyable all the time. Like, 
you know, like even when you're going through a growth spurt or when a woman's pregnant and her belly is growing, there's something growing inside of you. It's not going to feel good. Growth doesn't always feel good. It comes with its pains. It comes with things that are like torturous. But it's supposed to build. It's supposed to build you. So, you know, like like I say, man, that, that whole, um, I'm not even in that group no more. I don't even fuck with them cats like that no more or whatever. All because of one person. You know, you come in with that bully complex. We talked about bullies earlier. You come in with a bully complex to me, like, you know, bullies are narcissistic individuals. They feel like they're better, stronger, smarter, faster, whatever. That ain't the case, man. That ain't the case. You know, you, they, they pick on people they feel like they can. And so I feel like even when it comes to the music, when it comes to the title, you know, Bluminati or whatever, like, everything that comes with that, like, I want to speak to, lack of a better term, the little man, the underdog, the downtrodden. Because my message is really, like, about I am where you are, I was where you was, or where I was where you are. I am, I'm still sometimes battling those same battles that you have to battle. That's where the soul come from. That's why you like when you told me what you told me, you say you could relate to certain things. I talk about the soul or whatever, the elements of that. It, it had to come from a place of pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it had to come from that. And that's an honorable thing to do because people try to act like they don't have pain. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, social media everybody's they're just trying to present the, this fucking false idea like like they're always happy when in reality like they're paying paparazzi they're paying for and, and it's, it's fake it really is fake and then you realize like man like if they just really put that time into like making some cool shit then we would just pay attention off rip like wow like man like this is dope like and then if they were themselves and just like opened up it's like wow but people, you know, I, th I think a lot of people have a mask, you know, and I mean, that's not even a COVID pun, but like, I mean, for real, like that's a, I think a lot of people have a mask and, um, you know, we try to hide our pain, but in reality, it's like, if, if you can express it, you know, and not let it overwhelm you and just learn from it, I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's like, man, I'm happy you're going to be on my debut album because bro, it just makes sense. Like you've been like a, a dope ass supporter, just always been out here showing love. So it's like, for me, like, I hate it when people don't reciprocate. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I expect reciprocation. I just mean I hate it when I see other people. Like, for instance, if I see you go and show somebody love and then they don't show maybe even, like, half that love, I'm going to be upset because it's like, you know, I know the kind of person you are. I'm like, I know you mean the shit you do and say. And it's like, I just know there's a lot of fake people and, like, they're just, they're like, they're just like, half-hearted. And it's like, again, like, I, like, you're like, you got heart, bro. Like, you got heart. And, like, we've been talking about this, like, it's like the album, the, the title of the album is Heart. And it's like, it makes sense, y'all. Sorry, you're on it. Because it's like, bro, it's like, you definitely, like, have become, like, a part of, like, this network, this family, I think. Like, like and it's like, you're, you're a figure and a staple. And you're always like, bro, like, any moment you ever want to, if you ever just want to talk on my platform, get some shit off your chest, that's anything. Like, bro, I got you. It's like, I always feel like, you know, and like, and I'm not going to ever like do any bullshit. And I feel like my issue is like, especially with publications, I see people like DJ Vlad, like say fuck shit and then act like, oh, he can get away with it. And then Royce the 5'9 addresses it. And at first people act like he's crazy. 
but like really in reality he's just trying to say no let's read in between the lines and realize that dj vlad is just being a punk and he's just trying to get publicity and i respect that but like people want to look at him like he's crazy but it's like nah i get what he's saying and i respect you just for being out here just like being like listen you don't have to agree with me but i don't have any negative energy i'm just coming from the heart i'm just trying to express it and self-expression bro like the fact that you know you're doing your music and you're you're fucking putting a hundred percent in into it and you're doing what you're doing just out of the love and like, it, it makes me happy bro and like you know everything i know what it's like to be have to deal with like a, a negative almost like i don't know what it's like to deal with the narcissist bro especially in the group dynamic and it's tough and i had to deal with that and like you know me and a couple friends like you know i had to like you know we both separated and i ended up helping him produce his mixtape because like he just didn't want to deal with the bullshit and it's like dog if you ever need me like to mix vocals for you bro i got you man and if i can't do it right i'll i'll find people it's like it's like because man it's like anybody like who i don't know man i'm all for the artists at the end of the day i'm all for the people too but i'm for the artists because i believe the art um, is art and people shouldn't try to dictate what an artist does or try to dictate how the artist feels I think that's the artist, this is their playing field. And if you're going to go there, be open-minded and be willing to listen. And dude, it's like everything. I feel like you just resonate, bro. You're gonna, you're resonating with me so much. And like, it's hard. I feel like this podcast is going to do so much just in the sense of like, bro, like just who you are. It's like, this is like that, that genuineness is like, it just shines. Just being real, bro. Like just a hundred percent. That's 100, brother. You know, and you know, I, I appreciate the fact Everything you just said, I, I I take it to heart and I appreciate it because, I mean, it, it means a lot. It means the most, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody isn't privileged to meet people in life like yourself who are selfless and about, you know, camaraderie and about the heart and about the soul and acknowledges those things in people. And that And that's, you know, like I say, that's why I was like, I wish I would have had, you know, something to promote the podcast uh, coming up a little bit more or whatever. Um, but I really didn't or whatever. But I just like, I know, like, the last time we hooked up, it was reeling off the cuff. It was just so much shit going on around. Like, see, the, like, and I got to contribute a lot of that, too, towards the woman in my life because she brings a lot of peace to me or whatnot. Like, we have our rips or whatnot, but she brings peace. The last time we had a podcast, I had literally had to leave the fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like in the midst of our conversation to handle some shit or whatever. Like, and it just like it was like, man, like you already know how much this music means to me. You know how much this moment means to me, this energy means to me. And I didn't get that reciprocated or whatnot. So yeah, I'm a big person on like um reciprocate reciprocate the energy that I give to you back to me. And it does offend me. And that's almost kind of full circle back to that point that we talked about in the very beginning about forgiveness. Because, you you know, them people, you just, you gotta, like, you don't have to. I mean, you could always hold a supervillain origin story grudge against those (laughs) type of people. You you could. You could. And and, and you may very well be justified to do so. I, I tell people all the time, you feel like you got a reason to be Fuck this person like shit. I'm not gonna convince you otherwise. If it's fuck that person, then you got a right to feel that way. 
how long you carry it is all on you. I, that's not, you know, I, I mean, I I had a, 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 I still do, in a way, um, honestly speaking, have a grudge against one of my former group members or whatever, to the point where I was like, you know, you know, shit, I was, you know, contemplating writing a whole disc record or whatever, like just, you know, I throw little barbs here and there or whatever, because I'm like, you know, you, you know, I'm, I was a genuine motherfucker or whatever, like I even put you on the record with me. Um, I felt like it was like real fraud and real duckhead type of shit that that person did. And in time, I might forgive it, even though I know they'll never apologize. But, you know, um, that's a story for another day. You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, I'm trying my hardest to not be mean-spirited, even the people that have been mean to me. Because I can't, me and my girl had a conversation one night, and I asked her to forgive me for something. You know, I, I mean, I'm not going to disclose all that, but I asked her for the, to forgive me for something, and she told me I forgive you. Because we can't ask God to forgive us for our trespasses if we can't forgive another person. It's almost ass backwards. It's like, it's backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't expect forgiveness if you're not willing to give it. Even to people that don't offer the apology to you. It, it's, just, it's just like that or whatever. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be like that. You know, as we grow bigger musically as artists, you'll run into it with somebody, I'll run into it with somebody. <laughs> They'll run cross with us, and we'll be like, "Man, like you motherfucking, like you, you know, you you should apologize for your trespass." They probably more than likely won't do it based <laughs> off of society and the way it is. No, and I, you know we can carry that weight, we can carry that burden, we can carry that anger, or we can just be like, you know what? All right, fuck it. Just understand, don't. You know, you I forgive you all day, but don't speak to me and expect no, no nothing from me or whatever. At that point, I'm not going to go out of my way to help you or be there for you. I, I forgive you because a forgive, forgiveness is, a, again, a gift you give to yourself. So I'll give that gift to myself. But helping you is something that I'm giving to you. That's a gift I'm giving to you. So helping you is out of the question at that point. Like, it's, it's not no beef, no grudge, no nothing. It's just I see that you're not you're not a good person, not really for me. So I'd be a fool to keep giving you what I gave to you for free beforehand. You know and that's how karma works. It's a karmic cycle. Damn. Yeah no like I, I just like I you just like have me like in a fucking trance because like I feel like this conversation, like it's come, it just keeps coming full full circle because, you know, yeah, like for, forgiveness as a whole, it's one of those things like you never know what you're gonna have to deal with, and it's really hate and just is a poison. Any kind of hate is a poison. It's like 
when it's inside you when it's i can relate bro so i've had poison inside of my inside of me and it's like really like this album too like bro i i, I know like the artist pain like making this music too it's been therapeutic because like I, i'm not the type of dude i can't just open up to a stranger in a coat I, i'm not gonna front i can't and i and like because i do have trust issues and but i can open up to friends i can open up to you you know i can open up to people like who are just real and genuine because i know you don't have an agenda and you're not analyzing me like that and i can just just come out the gate and not feel like oh okay i'm, I'm gonna get picked apart and like that's real it's like certain people in life it's like it's tough, you know, like to feel comfortable, but I, it's like, you know, like I said, like, you know, you talking about your woman, it's like, that's real. Cause like, you know, I'm happy to have my woman with me. You know, I love her to death and like, cause she's been supportive with me and she's, she honestly, bro, like she got me back into the rap game. I wouldn't be in the rap game again. I honestly gave up in high school because I got like hurt so much in life. Like at point, like I just was like, fuck, I'm just gonna go into construction X, Y, Z, be normal. And then like, I think like she was, she actually made me, gave me that belief again. Like, oh, you can do it. And if she didn't walk into my life, I don't know, because I just, I wasn't getting encouragement from my family, really. I wasn't getting encouragement at all around. So like, just at that one person, like, and like, this is just be real. Like, this is like, just something like to anybody, like, you know, um, if you know anyone who makes music, if they're like a friend or anything, like, even if, you know, like, it's not all the way there, just give them that belief and be like, hey, you can do this shit. You got potential because like that shit, like it, it can go a long way. It can go a long way because that person, you don't know what they can do. And then if they get somewhere, they're going to look back at you and be like, hey, thank you. And that is like something real. And like people, like I could cry because it's like for real, man, genuineness is like something that like is so lacking in this game. And I, I don't expect the same thing from people. I don't have expectations. Everyone's different. Whatever. People don't know me. I get it. But I just, um, I just, I don't, I'm not out here wishing, I want everyone to get their money. I want everyone. Even those people, for the most part, I mentioned that record, you know, with exception to Tory Lanez, because he shot Megan, I feel like, but even to cut our exception those two, like everyone else is like, I just feel like they can get their money, but I just, at the end of the day, like I just, I, I have ideological issues and it's just, that's me. And it's not saying I hate everybody like, oh, it's beef. I'm gonna cash you outside. It's just for me. This is music. I, I I just I had to get that shit off my chest. And then with you, I I just appreciate you just being open minded enough, like, because you speak from the heart and you listen from the heart too. Like, and that's something real. Like, you know, we admire people who speak from the heart, but I really can. I think I tip my hat off to like the the silent minority that listens, and I really thank those people because they make such a difference. I appreciate you, Blue, for a you know, making that difference because like, again, it's like, like you, you're like one of those people like who gave me belief in this podcast, bro, because your energy was just so awesome and strong. I'm like, yes, like this is the, I was like, man, I was like, this is the conversation I wanted. Like when I first like doing it with you, I'm like, like, it's like, this is just real. Like this is just somebody who gets it. And it's like, I just thank you for that shit because it's like, man, like that's just real shit. Bro, it's, it's the same for me, brother. Like the same exact feeling for me. And that's Trill Spill because you didn't have to invite me on the podcast. That's number one or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been invited on anybody else's podcast, period, you know? So, you know, when you extended that invite to me, it meant the world to me. It meant, it meant a lot to me. I, like I said, I told my girl uh, ever since yesterday, I'm like, look, I got that podcast. It's supposed to be at two. I got to have, like, it to the point where I got no interruptions. Like, me and Chase ain't chop it up in a minute man like we, we gotta have that chop up session we gotta you know make it make it great you know make it great you know because the, the, the 
feeling is there. The emotion is there, you know what I'm saying? The mutuality is there. Like, just, just the respect is there. Like, I respect you as an artist, as a producer, as a human being. You know what I'm saying? And and the ambitions that you put out in the, in the world on Instagram, I, I feel them. I feel them. Like, I, I feel it. Like, it, it, it means a lot to my soul or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It hits me in my core. And so I'm just thankful to be a part of something like that, to be a part of a, a, a building block, to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it means the world to me or whatever, you know what I'm saying? To be able to be a part of it. And, and, and that's genuineness, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just, when you can be genuine with a person, I think that's one of God's greatest gifts. When you can be genuine with somebody and the genuineness is reciprocated or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's one of God's greatest gifts because it's like a linking of the soul chain or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's the only chain that even really matters to me at this point in my life, man. Like, you know, hell, when I, you know, I love the rock diamonds, gold or whatever. And like, yeah, sure, I, of course, of course I would, man. That's any cat, you know, maybe not all cats dream, but it's like, you know, it's something that you, the aesthetic of it or whatever, you know, but the soul chain, the soul ties, those are most important to me. So fucking important to have those because those are some things that you just, in it's intangible. You can't like just break it as in. Shit, I was freezing a little bit. Shoot. Hold up, can you hear me? That podcast from back in the gap was like 2018, late 2018 or whatever or something. So of course it means the world to me that we able to link back up and do this on your platform and the encouragement that I get from you, the encouragement we give to one another or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It, it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really does. You know, well, too, it, it's for me, I noticed that, like, a lot of artists who make dope shit and are are really personable, I feel like they just don't get enough shine, bro. And it's like, for me, I'm really, my platform is here because I'm about the music first. I was like, I, f I felt the music and then the person behind it, man, you were like, you, you fucking like, you being as cool as you are, bro. Like that's, that's relatable, man. It's like, it's like the same like energy why people love DMX, bro. Like how we got like Woodstock rocking and like he had so many, it's because that energy is universal. People felt his spirit and like that spirit I feel from you, like, as in like, it's like, he's like, you come from a place of, of love and you're just trying to just show that, you know, that anyone can do this. Anyone can be, you know, a creative if you really love it. And that's what I like about you, man. It's, it's, you're not out here being dismissive. You're not out here being negative. It's, it's, it's really like, I, I try to, you know, get a wide, you know, group of people on my podcast, you know, from people like who, from make, from who make certain genres of hip hop to other ones. But what I appreciate about you, man, is like, I listen to you, you make me like think, but like what I like about it too, is like you, your beats knock and like you, you have a good ear, you know what to do when you, when you, when you're on that shit. And I appreciate that. Like, I know that you are a craftsman with your rhymes. I feel your pen work. And it's like, man, like you're, I just know like 
like when like the world gets your album i'm gonna be like there like i want to be like the first dude to talk about it with you listen to it you know i want to promote it you know I, I if you need beats i got you it's like because it's like for me like i want to support that energy like i like dope shit you know and i love that energy and um yeah i'm excited bro because like your pen i like your pen has some power behind it it's, it's all it's all the higher power bro like honestly like if, if it wasn't I gotta be, and, and that's the thing, I, I try to be as humble as I can be about this whole shit for real because it ain't it ain't just me, man. Like, it ain't just me. Like, I could be a, a negative, like, where I live at, the surroundings that I'm in, I could have turned out a whole different way, positive or negative. I'm just thankful to God that I turned out more positive and that I can be a light for somebody like you know I was in, I was last night I was I got the idea to start doing this record called Lighthouse or whatever you know what I'm saying like and, that, and that's really just I would like to be that for a lot of people you know what I'm saying like you know more more times than not the Lighthouse guys ships in when they going through tumultuous waters or whatever you know what I'm saying like and if I could touch people and make them feel something in their heart and their soul, then I know I've done my job. Like, I might not have all the club grooves or or the shit that make you get jiggy with it or whatever type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, might not have all them things. Maybe in time I'll have a few. But at this point, it's just, I just want to move people in their spirit. Like, I just want to, you know, get them excited about something. Something or whatever. You relate to one of my lines. That's that's good enough for me. I'm not expecting, you know, an outpour of like hundred thousand listeners on those streams, whatever, something like that. I don't know if I ever have it, but at the same token, if I did, I would like, I would really enjoy making sure that all the listeners felt something from my art. And that's, you know, you calling your next project the heart. You know, it's it's art, man. It's it's art. It's fucking art, man. It's it's, it's art because you gotta have art in this shit, man. You got to have art. You can't just go in this shit, man. Like just moving off of fuck shit and, and fake shit. That's why Takashi bombed. You know, I don't, I don't got no hate for the dude because he ain't did nothing to me or whatever. Like it's like I know your 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 critique of him was analytical. It was, yeah. you know, coming from the heart. It was like, you know, I see this. I don't like this. So I'm going to talk about this or whatever. Like, you might not hate the dude, you know, as a person, but it's just like, shit, man. You know, I, I, I don't I don't chase the clout, man. You don't chase the clout. Like, don't chase the clout, man. The clout yeah. comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. It's, it's fleeting. You, you build your whole life and world around chasing clout, your feelings gonna get hurt at some point, man. Because you ain't gonna always be able to hold that shit. No man, it's not, man. That's why, like I say, that's why I did the song. Don't chase clout. You shouldn't chase it, man. Don't chase it. If it come to you, it come to you. And if it come to you, you know, whatever, man. Take it how it come and, and keep it moving. Keep moving. Keep pushing. Because at, at another point, somebody else will get the clout. They might handle it gracefully. They might handle it disgracefully, distastefully, or whatever. You know, like I think that dude—he just—he just young. 
and he don't appreciate all the situations that he's been through and dealt with and came out alive through. Because, hell, you know, I don't know, I don't know who he was messing with. But most cats, man, you, you be dead, fool. You be dead, man. You be in a ditch somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's blessed that he hasn't gone through those type of situations. But I don't think he believes that he's blessed. And that just comes from the soul. That comes from knowing yourself. That comes from believing in something higher than yourself. I don't think he has faith. That's and true. And clout doesn't buy respect. You know what I mean? That's the real shit. Like, there's a difference between someone like Takashi who has to go everywhere with security and probably really, he probably drained a lot of money from his label and his album flopped. So they didn't recoup anything. So like, they're, they're probably wasting a lot of money just on security. So you got the verses, you have somebody like a DMX who can walk through any hood anywhere and people are gonna be like is that dmx what's up x and they're just gonna be like oh shit and like i saw this music video where he was in harlem with the locks and like in the music video people are like letting dmx hold their baby and i'm like holy it's like like he's a fucking like politician i'm like man like that's some shit like he's a man of the people so or muhammad ali it's like mike tyson said some ill shit on why he thinks muhammad ali is the greatest and not floyd mayweather because floyd mayweather was critiquing you know, Muhammad saying that, you know, he has, he's won more fights or whatever. But what Mike Tyson said was beautiful. Just go trailing back. I know, but what he said was, you know, what made Muhammad Ali special wasn't just his skill set within the ring. It was how he carried himself out of the ring and how graceful he was as a person, how giving, respectful he was. And even with the Bob Marley figure, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's who they were. Like people could connect to that because, and that's something special. And it's like, man, like, it's like you can people like I said, there's this microwave music or like there's like this shit that lasts forever. You know what I mean? That's gold. Real. Real. That, that's a trill spill for real. Like the fact that you like and, and, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna bounce back to that topic you just said, but the fact that you even brought up four nine or whatever, like I haven't listened to four nine in a few months or whatever, like to be honest or whatever, like but when people do like the only people that did is you and then produced by Den. He's on Instagram. His his handle is produced by Den. And Shout he's out. still talking about that record or whatever. He, he's the one that remixed that record. Like, I did that record. I think the version I sent to you was basically off a of Drake beat. It was off of the Drake, the, the, it was a song that Drake did called Nine uh, off the Views album. And that's what influenced me to create Faux Nine because the name of the song was Nine, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm gonna put the four to it. I'm from the four nine, I'm from the West. And that's what built that around that or whatever, even though the content is totally different. But he heard that song, he was like, man, you know, he just was like, you know, I'm a, I wanna remix it. I wanna remix the shit and give you an original beat. I didn't even pay for that beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even, I didn't pay for that shit, but the emotion he put behind it was like, man, goddamn, like the piano keys, the, like it's like he followed, like he followed my words with that shit. Like he, he, I get, I had the blueprint, but he fucked around and made that shit. Like it's like he added everything else to it. Fuck. Like he built on top of that or whatever. And so when you said that earlier, I was like, man, shit, man. The fact that I did that record and got down 2018, early, early, early 2018. 
I was gonna put it on Blue Minati, but now I was thinking like, man, this record's probably too old. But then you know, somebody else told me it was like, it's old to you. My nigga, it's old to you. It's old to you because you did it a long time ago. But it's a lot of people that ain't heard it yet. And it might touch them or whatever. Leave that motherfucker on there, man. Like you create new music or whatever, but leave that motherfucker on Blue Minati. When you do the album, when you do the mixtape, put that bitch on there some kind of way, somehow. So it's, you know, that that's that speaks a lot. It speaks volumes or whatever. And, and I agree with you also. I agree with Mike Tyson on that shit. Like, you know, to be a champion of the people, it's a difference, I feel like, being champion of the world and being champion of the people. Mm-hmm. The world can recognize you as a champion. Deontay Wilder was recognized as the champion of the world at one point. He even said he could knock Mike Tyson out. Mike Tyson, I seen a segment on YouTube. He's like, well, he's supposed to feel that way. He's a fighter. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. His ego is fucked because if Mike Tyson was in his prime, hell, even maybe even Mike Tyson now could probably <laughs> beat the shit out of Deontay Wilder. I don't know. <laughs> but Mike Tyson in his prime now. We talk a first round on that shit. We talk a round one. But at, at the same token, it's like, you know, what he said about Muhammad Ali in the comparison to Floyd Mayweather, like, I like Floyd. I like Floyd Mayweather. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's jazzy with his style. I like him. He got a good defense. He's always moving, bobbing, and weaving. Everybody say he running or whatever, but I've, I've seen the footage or whatever, like, he, you have his defense skills in the streets, nigga. You ain't never finna get hit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he would take the blows. He take the punches. He proved that in the Frazier fight. In the, in the Frazier fights, the trilogy, the, the thriller in Manila. He proved it in the Foreman fight. Like he'd take the hits and he keep coming. And he still sting like a bee. He still floats like a butterfly. And he still was out here, you know, representing the people. When they told him to go to war, and he's like, nah, I ain't going. That's a people movement. That, that's, 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 that's the difference. Like, it's the, that's, that's heart. I ain't saying Floyd Mayweather ain't got no heart. I'm not saying that at all. I'm yeah. just saying Muhammad Ali heart was big as the fucking world. Yeah, and, and the and Ali, the thing is, like, and that's the thing, I agree with you entirely on your assessment of Mayweather. Like, he's an incredible boxer. I think he is, on, on in technical terms, one of the greatest. And I, I look at Ali, though, like, and I say, I just I just think Floyd, though, can get misconstrued in the public eye because nowadays shit is kind of fake and WWE-esque. But with, with Muhammad Ali, it's just, you know, this... um. His character, like, yeah, he would jazz it up, and he would, man, he was rapping fucking way back then. He was putting rhymes together. I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. And everything he he was going in with with taglines, rumble, young man, rumble, and he was ready. Like he was a performer, though he was a performer, and it was amazing. And his his fight against um, who am I thinking? Sonny Liston, man. It's it's he is a legend. He's just fucking legend, and and that's just that fight alone. Just it's his his legendary status is cemented. Bruh, honestly, honestly, if I, if I was going to make a song correlation regarding something like Ali, 
it would have to be that because listen was a bully. This dude was bullying motherfuckers in the ring. He was comp. It, it, it wasn't even confident. It was ego. It was all ego. It was like you know, because you could tell by the way he got humbled by Ali afterwards. He never asked for a rematch with Ali. I don't think he didn't think Ali was shit. He really didn't. He was like, man, I'm gonna knock this motherfucker out. This nigga's a chump. Like, I'm gonna knock his ass out. Like, I'm gonna beat his ass. Like, you talk too much. You, you, you talking too much. Ali had this fucking way. His swagger, he had this way about him. He had this way about him. This way, like, man, I'm gonna talk you to death. I'm gonna I'm talk, I'm gonna talk you into <laughs> defeat. Like, I'm gonna talk you into defeat to the point where you defeating yourself in the fucking gym. You questioning yourself, you questioning your own merit is how I'm going to do you. That's how he did listen. He beat him in the mind first. He beat him psychologically first. It, before they even got in the ring. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. When you, 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 you can beat somebody psychologically to the point where it's like, you know, I'm just, I, I hate this motherfucker. Like, I mean, you know, he's beaten already. So by the time you get in the ring, now you just now, now it's just even worse. Because now you're getting outperformed, you're getting outboxed, you're getting outdanced. You you just, I mean, Ali was, he's incredible. He's incredible. He's an incredible, incredible individual. Not just boxer, just saying he's an incredible boxer is putting him in a fucking box. Just his individualism was fucking lit bold so fucking bold bro like the fact that he was early on aligning with malcolm x and the nation of islam just the fact that he didn't give a fuck changed his name from cassius clay to muhammad ali and countless yeah. times he made fighters pay when they called him out of uh, his name and he would tell him it's like my name isn't cassius it's muhammad ali and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be saying my name you're gonna remember my name and man exactly put respect on it yeah, and he and he did that. He did that. He, they paid their respects in blood and bruises or whatever. Like I mean, shit. That that's factual. Like that dude spoke his entire life into fruition. He affirmed the fuck out of his shit. Like I would, man. You know, and, and that's that's why I say. Ego is necessary, but quiet confidence is even more so, or whatever. Like, because I mean, Ali did have an ego. He had, he had, a, he, yeah. he had an ego, but he backed shit the fuck up because it's just like this, this energy with him, man. This energy that was with him, trained the fuck off, and this energy that was already like embedded in him. It's like that. That's God tier. That's God tier. And that's what I would like to strive for. Like, that's God tier as fuck. Like, it really is. Like, it really is, man. Like, it, you know, it's not like you think you're better than nobody. Because, if I, I mean, I'm pretty sure if Ali was to speak on the human, the man outside of the ring, we're not competing. We're not, we don't have no fight coming up. Because the way he spoke about Joe Frazier wasn't like, the only reason he did that shit was to hype the shit up. Like, he was hyping shit because we about to fight. We about mm -hmm. to fight. I got to hype the shit up, man. So I'm a dog. I'm, I'm going to dog. I'm going <laughs> to talk shit about you or whatever. Like, I'm going to do that. But outside of that, I'm pretty sure he had 
hella respect for the man. Yeah. Hella respect just for him as because Frazier wasn't no slouch. He really wasn't. No. I mean, he was he was he was not a slouch at all. I mean, like, but you know, and that's how I feel when it comes to this rapper shit. It's like I'm, you know, move with that Ali energy, man. Like, move with that Ali energy, man. Like, the, the, the way if somebody say, man, I'm going to out-rap you, I can do better than you, the fuck you can, man. Like, the fuck you can, nigga. Like, just, nigga, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to your ass, fool. Like, you know, like, that, that just that Ali energy or whatever, but shit, you can have the most respect for a person. And there's nothing wrong with showing it publicly. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's your it's your ego that allows you to not do so, and that's that's the main reason why I'm not coalition to this day. To this day, I, I'm not dealing with it. Like you know, I I don't know if you got the record. Did you get the record? The records I sent you. Um, I don't think I got them, bro. Like I, I don't know what happened. Like fuck, I, I so. shit. I don't know if you. I don't know if I got them, man. Like what email was it? Uh, you don't want to say it right now. We could talk. We could talk afterwards, but. I mean, because the thing is, you could always send them, and I could play them once the podcast is actually over, and I can right, like right. fit. Yeah, I got you, brother. Like I'll DJ this shit in afterwards. If you if you play if if you get a record called Poltergeist, Poltergeist. Just if you cut it off after my second hook, my like after I finished, like because I did the intro, bridge, hook, verse, hook. There's a second cat on there or whatever, like. I'm cutting that verse or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm cutting that verse off or whatnot um, so I can do a second verse just all me solo or whatever, which is how a lot of people told me I should have carried it. But it's, if you hear his verse, it just sound like, it sound like the, the dude wasn't into it all the way anyway. And plus, like, when we cut a lot, I was like, you know, all right, well, I need to cut all ties, man, all ties. Because, you you, you know, it, the way the way that it happened was, like, to the point where I can't even be coalition no more. I can't even do it no more. At this point, I just can't do it. Can't do it. Like, you, you just, you know, you, you just, like, I don't want to say, man, he's a dirty-ass dude. But you are, you a dirty ass dude. Like you, you dirty man. Like you dirty with your shit, man. Like you know, snakes hide as sugar. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so snakes hide as sugar, man. So I, I do get get your position too because it's like there are points where I, I know what you mean. Where it's like you don't wish people any like harm. You just want to move on. And it's like, you just don't want to deal with it. And I get it because there's that sense of you're doing your music. You want to do it how you want to do it. And if they're not 100% in, if they're not fucking with the vibe, then it's kind of like, well, then why are you hopping on it? You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I, of course I know it's me, man. Like, like I say, that, that guy just, he always rubbed me the wrong way anyway, man. Like, it wasn't just me. I could go into detail, but I feel like it would denigrate the level of elevation for the podcast that we've already built up or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't really, 
I get you. On talking about that or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I didn't know if we were going to play the record while we doing the podcast, so I was going to let you know. I, my plan was to let you know beforehand to not to not play the second verse. Because, oh, okay. you know, to me, it's just like, just disrespectful. Disrespectful, man. Like, and for you to be as old as you is, you, you're older than me. You know, uh, too old to be acting the way you is, man. Like, you know, and, and at the end of the day, uh, all that bully shit, I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies for shit. I don't like bullies at all. I was just, I don't like bullies to the point where if I was to see somebody getting bullied, I would step in, I would say something. I don't care how big they are or how huge they are, how muscular they are or whatever. It's like, like, I don't like bullies for shit. Like, I, if I see it, I'm going to say something. You just get off on being a bully, and so now you lucky I don't get off no bars on you at this point or whatever. Like, just lucky that I haven't felt the need, the urgency to do so. But like I said, your pen's powerful. I hope, I hope like they don't want that smoke. I mean, you know, because because of the way society is, and that goes back to that narcissistic thing. Narcs, they do they, they they do want drama because that's all that they embody. They embody drama. They want the drama, the smoke, the the, the, the whatever. They they like confrontation. Well, they like confrontation to the point where they you know, I say what I want to say. I don't want to hear shit you got to say. But you gonna hear what I got to say, man. Every narc, every narc that I've met in my life, gonna hear me at some point. Every narc. You're going to hear what I had to say, man, at some point. You might not have heard it in your face or in person, but that's only because you was just too flawed to hear it in your face. And on social media or whatever, like, it's easy to just, you know, say things and do things or whatever and threaten people or whatever, point finger guns at people or whatever. Like, it's easy to do that on social media because we're not in the same town. We're not in the same city. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that here on Harris. You wouldn't do that here on Harris Ave or whatever. Like, you wouldn't do it. Like, it just it just wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be possible. It, you know, it, it's easy to do things when people can't do things about it. My message to Narcs. It's easy to do something when somebody can't do anything about it. Damn. You know, I, I fuck around and... Um, be locked behind them state camps or whatever and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking around with certain individuals or whatever. So I let a lot of shit go. I try to, I, like I said, and you know, when you offer to keep things on wax, that's when you know you met somebody that's inferior with their skill level. I'm like, man, you know, we can keep things on wax. We can keep it on wax or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not tripping or whatever off of none of the other shit. We can keep it on wax. But the moment somebody threatened you, your family, your living quarters, it's like, okay, well, are you going to do it or what, man? You going to do it? Because at this point, like, now I'm like, nigga, like, this is the point of no return. You going to do it or what? You don't have, like, hell, Common and Ice Cube kept it on wax. Mm-hmm. I listened to, uh, I used to love it song about hip-hop or whatever, you know, and because and, Ice Cube was talking about 
if you ever watched the um the beef DVD, I don't know if it's one or two or three or whatever. I don't remember which one it was, but Ice Cube was saying, I know, I know lines and do this. And when I listened to Collins, I love her, I used to love her, I could hear what Ice Cube was saying. I could hear it because basically Common was like, he was talking about how hip hop started in the East Coast. It went Afrocentric, beads, grains, off with the perms and all that. It was all natural. And then she went to the West Coast because theoretically or whatever, like hip hop did go to the West Coast at one point. It was game banging. It was drive-bys, the shootouts. It was, it was rag wearing. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was gangster. It's gangster shit, hood shit. And he was talking about that or whatever. It's like you know, it was a couple lines. I can't remember none of the lines right now, man. Like I, knew, I, I, I think I know what you mean. I, I do remember the record, like, but fuck, it's one of those things, like, shit. Like we're gonna have to do right. a breakdown at some point, yeah. Right. Exactly, exactly. But 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 Ice Cube was saying like I know dude this because he was like, well, hip hop, you know, oh, what what you saying? Like you know, it was pure when it was on the east, but now it came to the west coast. It was fucked up. That's how he took it. You know, I I, I can see what he's saying with that. I I do um, get I that lines. discrepancy. Yeah. You no, know, I I know lines. I, I I'm 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 a student of hip hop. No matter if I'm from the South, you know what I'm saying? I'm a student of hip hop. I, I know lines. I know when somebody is trying to portray something a certain way. I'm not stupid. One born yesterday and I one born last night. I, I get it. But just understand that, you know, if I clap back, you got to be ready for the clap back or whatever. You got to be ready for it or whatever. Because I'm, I'm, if I decide to do it whenever I decide to do it. Might be a surprise attack, you know. Whenever Shit. I decide to fucking do it, well, you bro. know, you don't see fucking um, pardon me, man. You know, we don't see motherfucking um, the surprise attack coming, man. Goddamn, you ever seen a, a hawk snatch up a baby rabbit? Yeah, <laughs> you too. Shit's wild, bro. That's the realest interpretation of a surprise attack. You ain't see it coming. You won't. You won't see it coming. You're not gonna see it coming. It's just gonna, and that's it. It's done, man. And and everything you said too, like about the the shit between Common and Ice Cube. Specifically, like I do, I do feel like that's a pretentious thing to say because, like, there was gangster shit in New York. Like, it's kind of like there was gangster shit, hood shit in New York, and like, and just like there is in any any um state. And I feel like anywhere where there was like, there's just unfairness. There is just going to be like, um, there's going to be just crime. There's going to be a lot of bullshit. And hip hop is just a resonating uh, music for people who go through shit you know, um, and who have been in like some tough fucking conditions, like people can resonate, we can resonate with that shit because it's just real. And like, you know, and we know what art is. And, you know, you can't tell me like Common couldn't, like, I mean, I'm Common, I don't think, you know, he was younger when he made that shit. But I think today he would look back and be like, well, you know, I mean, I don't really mean that or feel the same way now, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah. 
but there was a time when people underestimated Southern hip hop and the impact of that and outcast got booed at the source awards. Now everyone, oh, people, people call Andre the goat. Now when people say outcast is amazing, but, and they won album of the year at the Grammys, but they got booed because people just underestimated them. Like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, we don't, who we don't, you're none, you're not essential. We got the West and East. And it was, it pissed me off because it's like, you guys just underestimated some of the greatest rappers in front of you. <sighs> An entire region. And that's why I love, I love the fuck out of Outkast. I love the fuck out of Outkast. But I love what Andre Three Stacks said even more because he's like, man, the South got something to say. The South mm-hmm. got something to say or whatever. And we've been having something to say. And 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 now it's like the tide, when the tide turns or whatever, everybody turn cold. When the tide turns, everybody turn cold or whatever and shit. And and now, but you now you got New York, Chicago. Um, East Coast rappers, you know, that now they got the drill movement, you know, which is if you're gonna tell me that drill beats aren't symbolic of southern beats to a degree, that's crazy. Like, yeah, there's southern roots in it, like you know, you know, them bitches love so so like that that that's that the, the chance, the chance. A lot of the southern shit. Three Six Mafia, goddamn, you know, uh, um, um, shit, man, uh, No Limit and all that. The, the, the hooks were the things that got people like you in the clubs, you bouncing because it's a chant, it's a, it's anthemic. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could argue, you can make a case and argue that Kanye West's first two albums, the college dropout, late grad, uh, late registration, they weren't anthemic. They weren't that anthemic or whatever, like Diamonds from Sierra Leone. And the only reason they remember that song, not, not, well, not I, I, I remember for the lyrics, mm-hmm. but the hook, man, you know, Diamonds are forever, like, you know, like, but when he came to graduation, you remember more songs off that album because it was anthemic. It was like, you know, uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing. That, he used Young Jeezy ad lib. Chill. Hey, hey, you know, like, it was <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was anthemic for a reason. Like, don't, don't, don't not contribute other regions to the, to the fabric of hip hop because you feel some type of way about motherfuckers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't not contribute shit. That's, that's unfair. It's unrighteous for real, for real. It's insecurity too, bro. Because for me, I I give I pick up anybody, bro. Any region, like I don't care if you're west, east. You know, I don't care if you're from the United. You don't have to be from the U.S. If you're just dope, you be from Canada. You know, you could. There might be a dope ass Egyptian rapper. You know, we don't know. Like, right. there's a dope yeah. motherfucker everywhere in every continent. We don't know. Every continent, every region, every country got somebody dope, man. Mm-hmm. That that was uh what what the whole premise of the coalition was supposed to be about it first, that we're all from different places. We all feel like we dope. We all are pushing product and content. It was broken up by ego and just um, divisiveness, man. Like, you know, people that just be divisive or whatever, like what they, you know, you can't even put like a, that's why it's hard to even deal with group shit because it's like, 
when you're in a group, if you don't have the same common accord or any type of energy that's that's symbiotic, you're going to always have division. You're going to always have, like, that, that type of shit coming up where it's like, well, you know, I think I'm better than this motherfucker. I should be lead or I should anchor. Like, you ever seen on, there's a YouTube video uh, with DMX, Big Pun, Cannabis, Most Death, um, some other, some, is it, is it, is it the cypher they did at the restaurant or something? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And what did Cannabis Just say fire. in the very beginning? He was like, I deserve the anchor. I deserve the anchor. And you, like, you think about the caliber of MCs at the table and it's like, well, bro, why do you deserve the anchor? All, all, you know, why do you deserve? I'm not saying you don't, but why do you deserve the right to anchor? Like, you know, I, that's, that's why I went first on Poultry Guys. Like, Poultry Guys was a record with me and this other cat. I went first because it was my record or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he wanted me to go first anyway because he felt like he had the right to anchor. And I'm like, okay. Whatever, fool. I don't care. I'm I got I'm I'm gonna do the verse. I did the hook already. It was already set and done. It was set in stone. Like I did the intro, the hook, the verse. I came up with all of that or whatever. You wanna do the last shit? Okay, it's only two verses on the song. So one of us gotta go first, one of the other person gotta go last. It's my record, so of course I wanna introduce myself first. You held that record for two weeks. Two weeks you held that record. You mm. had you had a lot of time to like really strategize and put your shit together to the point where if you felt like I was trying to outdo you, that you could have outdid me. But you know, that's 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 that's, that's not how the shit works or whatever. Like just cause you go last, like that don't mean that it's gonna be that way or whatever. Like sometimes it just don't impact that way. Nah, it Man. really it doesn't matter what when your verse it is don't. placed. It don't. It don't. It's what you say, not what not where you land at. It's what you say, what you're doing on the record that matters the most. Like where you land at on the record, shit. That's like when you do a five person cipher record. Like you know, Big Sean did um uh Friday Night Cipher on Detroit too. I haven't even heard it yet, but from what I'm hearing. Everybody's saying that between everybody, all the people that went on there, Big Sean, Royce Five Nine, and Eminem had the best verses. Everybody is really championing Eminem that I've heard, but Eminem been going off for a minute. I mean, he really has. He's been going off for a minute. The way he puts shit together, he's definitely a student of fucking hip hop. A student. Yeah, a master at it. Like he's he, he really is master class. I agree. People don't want to give him his credits or his kudos because he's white, and that's really the only reason. And, but it's like it's stupid though. It's like man, like you, you gonna sit here and act like he's not a master of the class. Yeah, it's one thing, and and it's one thing to say like, you know, because there are certain albums that might not be my favorite. There might be songs that are like, oh, it's okay, but I have never like heard Eminem be like, well, he's a whack rapper. I always thought he's good. 
I always thought he's good. I always like come away like, damn, like, okay, that's a dope line. Like uh, you always come away with some wordplay and he's doing tricky shit. So I admire that. And like, I admire the craft and anyone who does look past that, I feel like, come on. Like, like I, if, if he, like, for instance, like when Snoop said he, people took Snoop the wrong way when he said Eminem wasn't in his top 10. And like, it's just a generational thing. Like Snoop's top 10 is like rappers from the eighties and shit. And right. that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's his generation. That's what he grew up on. And it's like Eminem might actually have the same list as Snoop. So who knows? So it's like, I I look at that and um I just, I agree with the sense of like, man, like I just admire people with their, their with their penmanship, you know, even a Royce to five nine. Um, and I'm happy Big Sean, shout out, to, shout out to Big Sean, by the way, for getting the number one album over Takashi because I think good music oh, prevailed. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. That really was dope. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that shit because I didn't think I was thinking to, everybody was going to ride Takashi's nuts on that shit. <laughs> they said to, to Detroit 2 was the number one album or whatever on streaming services. I was like, man, that's that's a good look. Shout out to Big Sean. Good look. I ain't even listened to the album yet. I heard the deep reference track. The deep, the deep or whatever. Bro, that was amazing. It really was, though. It really was. I want to go over on that beat, though. I, I had to stop it in the middle of it because I was like, man, this beat is incredible. Like, if I freestyle over it or I rap over it, I don't want to be influenced. Like, you ever listen to some shit that you be like, man, man, I don't want to be influenced by it. Like, I, didn't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be influenced by it because if I rap over it, like, and I'm listening to it too many times, I'm, it's not going to have the same effect because I'm going to be influenced by what's already on it. That's what happened with the nine beat, with the with the four nine shit. With the you know what's insane? I, I didn't even listen to that record until afterwards. Like I've honestly, never heard I've the Drake it. song. I thought that was yeah, all your like, beat when you first sent it. <laughs> bro, li- listen, listen to Drake nine. It's on the Views album. It's it's a song called Nine. And if you listen to four nine, you'll see what I'm saying. Like it's it's nothing. The content is nothing similar at all. But if I would have listened to that record over and over, like if I would have just been listening to it, riding to it, vibing to it, hearing it over and over, might have heard a different record. You might have heard something different or whatever, you know. But because I just heard the beat on YouTube, I was just looking for YouTube beats or instrumentals and and just like Drake Nine instrumental. And when I heard it, I was like, oh man, this is fucking incredible. Like whoever did this beat is fucking incredible. But I didn't listen to the song. Cause sometimes that shit will, for lack of a better term, pollute you to the point where it's like, all I hear is the song when I'm trying to write. The the punchlines, Adler's, when I'm trying to write, like I, so you hear the other artists in there and shit. Else. Right, mm-hmm. right. But I, I do, I, it's so crazy because like, I never remember, I never fully listened to the Views album, so I never heard that song. So when you hit me with that, I'm like, man, like, I'm like, man, like, this is dope because I, I just thought it was out the gate that it was an original beat. And then when you hit me with that remix, I saw it on your Instagram. I was really like, damn, like, yo, this is dope. And I'm happy that, uh, the, what's, what's the name of the producer who put that uh, behind the vocals? You said what now? Uh, what, who, who, who's the name of the? What's the name of the producer who uh, created the beat for your four nine remix? Um, uh, you go on Instagram. His name is produced by Den. That's his Den. name. Mm-hmm. Den. Produced by Den. He used to go by Godzilla Digger. 
Guys, little digger. But you go on Instagram and type in "produced by Din D I N," you'll find him. He he did my whole remix. Like I say, he just basically followed my flow pattern on there and crafted the beat around the flow pattern. That's so amazing, though. Like somebody who can, I you know, it trips me out when people can like produce a beat around vocals. Oh, That's say, say, bro, hold on a minute. Let me let me get my headphones right quick, bro. Like I'm trying to find my headphones because. Got my phone in the charger. Oh, no worries, man. Just a second, bro. Just a second. Waste tremors. Waste tremors. It's like we're in waste tremors. So I can lose weight. Oh, it's like that. We used to have a baby or something. We'll talk about that in a little bit, all right? Yo. Yo, yo. There we go. My bad, bro. I can hear you a yeah, little bit better. Yeah, now. get my headphones in, man. There we go. Good, good, man, good. Awesome, because I had to put my phone in the charger or whatever because it was on 20% and shit. Thank you, bro. It's all good, G. No, um, like, by the way, the audio sounds a little bit more crisp, too. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I really like how uh, the production was, like, just suited to your vocals. I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, yeah, bro. It really, it really was, man. Like I, like I said, man, he, uh, he um he he really man dug deep into that shit. Like he just he was like, man, just send me the original vocals for it. Uh, well, actually, you know what? It wasn't even the vocals because I recorded the song, like I say, back like early 2018. And um, oh, man, let me get the lighter real quick. I recorded it like early 2018, and um, I'd already had the song done, but you know, me and the me and the engineer guy. Um, we hadn't fell out. It's just I didn't know where he was, so I couldn't get the stems or nothing like that. Or so he's just like, man, just send me the original song. So I sent him the song, and he sent that shit back and with the piano keys. And I was like, dum, 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 dum. It was like, man. And then it went into the shit, and I was like, man, this dude really followed my. It's like he almost followed like, like. Like Hansel and Gretel, almost like you know, like you left breadcrumbs, followed a trail, or whatever. Like it's, it's literally like you just <laughs> followed the trail, all the way to the goddamn gingerbread house or the candy house or whatever, man. You just like follow that shit, bro. For real, dude. It was it was super fucking dope. To this day, like we got a really good rapport, real good respect once a month, uh, amongst each other or whatever. Like you know, he all the way from New York, all the way from Harlem, and uh, I was just on his live last night. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just, it's great to have that kind of energy and that kind of rapport and respect amongst your peers. It really is, man. Like, it, it, it does make me feel, it fills my heart with joy, bro. It really does, man. It, it, I, I can't name a feeling that makes me feel any better. 
other than that as far as like just somebody that is like, man, like I see your vision. I hear what you're saying. I want to help you get there. Any way I can help you get there, I'll help you get there. And I want to be able to do that same thing for somebody at some point. At some point, like some point in my life, some point in this music shit, I want to be able to do the same shit paying it forward. Because I think that's just a beautiful fucking place to be at. If I could produce beats, man, I, I would do that for people. But I can't make beats or whatever and shit. So I just hope that I can get to a point in life where I can be like, you need something, let me help you get there. Yeah, no, just to be in like the play, just being in the place to help people. Where you are and where you at, and I was where you Oh, sorry, everything exactly. froze up. Didn't mean to interrupt you, brother. No, I, everything froze up, and I thought no, you went. <laughs> sorry. Dude, yeah, sorry, brother. My internet's being weird as hell, man. Damn. You good, bro. You good. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, fucking... That's the thing, bro. Like that energy, man, is paying it forward, just being in the position to help and just not doing it just like, oh, because you want some shit out of it. It's just like, ah, I like I like this person. I think they got potential. And like just giving them that belief, like, hey, I think you can do this. And that can push people really far. And like it's made made a lot of people really like wealthy. And that's why I think it, it not not wealthy exactly always in money, but like wealthy and and in love. spirit. And spirit. And, yeah, yeah, and love and spirit in it. Mm-hmm. And soul, man, like that shit, that that kind of wealth, you cannot fucking like put a price tag on, man. Like money, money's great. It's great. I'd love to have more money. I would love to have more money. Don't get me twisted at all. You know, somebody give me a meal, off me a meal, I'm going to take that motherfucker. But <laughs> to be like, you know what I'm saying? And like to be like rich in spirit is a whole different type of rich man like that's like something you can't it's not gonna fade it's not gonna eradicate it's not gonna suffer from erosion like it's just a different fucking feeling yeah exactly it's something that lasts it's long term money's short term let me get two packs man there you go. But I do what you mean. Like, like spirit is something that's like long-term and that you can hold on to something that you can actually like, I don't know, look back on. Cause you can look back on shit you bought, but in reality, you don't, you don't really take that with you. You know, there's like, there's a song, like never seen a hearse with the trailer hitch. Like that shit's real. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, I think it's a country song, but like you, you never seen a hearse with the trailer hitch. You can't take that shit with you. And Man, like that, like I said, this whole entire experience has been awesome, bro. And I appreciate you just coming on here, dude. And just again, like, like in, in your words, that trill spill, bro. Like that trill, that trillness and shit. Like that, that's something that that energy needs to be um, broadcasted. And um, I'm happy that you know I have this podcast on a little bit of a bigger platform. Shout out to uh, the G Radio series. They've been helping me get it out with the promotion. So. Man, like shout out to them. Shout out to them, and also just I just appreciate you, man, bringing this energy because, like, this podcast for me, like I do a solo cast, but what what I really do this for is to interact and just talk to people and pick their brain, you know. And um, 
my God, it's 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 been nice that we've had this chance after like so long since you you you, you were on podcast number thirty two, I believe, to be on number two twenty four. Like man, like this means a lot, and um, I'm just saying it's a journey, bro, and I'm happy that you're gonna be on my album too, and just thank you, man, and to the people like I'm gonna be dropping links below. Uh, I want you know, yeah, like I said, just I, I'm excited for what you're doing, what you're working on, and the what the future holds bro i think you have something special and what the people need to hear what you have to say i think that i think every artist has a voice and um i'm excited bro i'm excited for the bluminati project as well yeah, it's the same way with me bro the same way with me with the heart project man like i'm i'm happy to be a part of that happy to be a part of the podcast i'm blessed on all fronts man with you man i'm blessed on all fronts means a lot to me, man. I can't express how much it means, but it's real, man. It's real. It's real in the field, bro. Thank you, man. Well, shit. I, like I said, you me, bro? Um, I can hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. And just, just this conversation. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Thirty-one years in this city. I can tell y'all about these devils and demons. They stressing me breathing. I don't speak no prayers. Niggas wanna write me off, but my book already wrote. On God, on the game. Illuminati Coalition. YPS is getting. I swear I see these demons like a poltergeist I swear I see these demons like a poltergeist My niggas don't know nothing about that Hebrew is But like just pew pew in your grill like Karma sharpening and steel spikes and poverty Sparking as mid like one day I'ma get it Gotta have faith on me like biz white uh, I keep a trident so I can war against titans No DC but I bet these dream chasers gon' feel me Cause it's real me The son my daddy ain't wantin' but that cake them being bait Cause I was born with that just to get my shit straight My granddaddy dead on my mama's side My grandma on the other Never said my goodbyes So I crack a seal not swallow my pride Shout out to Mr. 25 It's beat fire now I Take a page out of my open book And I roll it in that vine I done swam in the sticks I done walked through the mist Stephen King couldn't write my story Ain't enough ghosts in his pen For all these demons that screaming My antidote either gin I'm at home in the devil's den Blue Sad war to tell him I'm an open book My nigga look at me Past, present, future My love don't want me happy So long nights My tea lady tell me enjoy life But I swear I see these demons Just like a poltergeist Like a poltergeist Like a poltergeist Like a poltergeist I swear I see these demons Like a poltergeist I swear I see these demons Like a poltergeist